Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Are Doomed, a Sakura Rangers podcast, where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerddom in general. Who are we? I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. And I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. Nice delay there, Tyler. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> this week, in the uh, chair have, like, is no one, nobody. nobody. Yeah, filling in the chair this week is absolutely nobody. Yes, it's just the three of us this time. Yeah, we, we got bored of people going and uh, and upstaging us on our own podcast. So we decided, ah, who needs the fourth chair? Okay, uh, for actually, all those just... in their translation, uh, nobody responded to us yet. <laughs> no, we just nope. Everybody else was busy. Yeah, yeah, right. We'll we'll just pretend that nobody sat down in the fourth chair and managed to break a leg off of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're going with that. We're going with that. By the way, and... that cost a lot of money. Anyway, yes. <sighs> But in any case, though, so I guess right off the bat, though, we can just move straight into convention, upcoming conventions. So coming in for anime cons, I actually both grabbed uh, comic book conventions and anime conventions this week. But we'll start with anime conventions. Um, Let's see here. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten conventions. None of them are canceled. Uh, Right off the bat for... Three days, 11th, 12th, 13th, is Anime Milwaukee in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Mm, excuse me. KamiCon for the same for all weekend in Burlington, Atlanta, I think. Or Alabama. AL is Alabama, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Alabama. I figured. Okay. Uh, uh, KigaCon <laughs> in, um, for the weekend as well for in Newport News, VA. Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Then we have Made in Asia in Brussels, Belgium. What? Yep. Hmm. Made Good in Belgium, Asia guys. for the week. Chocolate mm-hmm. in Belgium. Okay, in, in Brussels. <laughs> yep. Uh, NakaCon in Overland Park, KS. Kansas. I, Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, that one's also the full, for the full weekend. Um, Sh- Shumatsuri-Con. Su no. Shumatsukon in Columbus, Ohio. Triad Anime Convention. Sorry, Triad Anime Convention in Winston Salem. Winston Salem. I'm assuming that is. Let's see. NH. No, NC. Sorry, that's North Carolina. I didn't. Winston Salem is. I'm. I thought Salem was in. Oh, there's several Salem's. They're all over the place. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, then there's Queen City Kamikaze in Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, Rycon from in Glasgow, UK, mm-hmm. Scotland. And Armageddon Christchurch in Christchurch, New Zealand. <laughs> what the hell is with Armageddon being in all these anime convention names? I don't know. That's like the third <laughs> one I think we've seen in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, no, it's either Armageddon or Apocalypse. I don't understand this. Is there something I'm not aware of? Apparently. Um, Moving on to comic book conventions or comic cons. Um, There's very few. There's only three. Uh, Lexington Comic Con in Lexington, Kentucky. Jolanda and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention in Atlanta, Georgia. Wait, 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 hold on. Did you say Jolanda and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention? That is one fascinating title. No kidding. And then Fanboy Expo in Lakeland, Florida. <laughs> I don't know what to think. Yeah, and then Fanboy Expo in Lakeland, <laughs> Florida. The most honest name 
fanboy. Oh, what the hell is going on here? We got a little, we got a little feedback going on here. A little bit, not too much though. I think it was just mostly internet connection. Yep. But anyway, so yeah, Fanboy Expo in Lakeland, Florida. That has to be the most honest title ever for a convention. Just yeah, Fanboy Expo. That's a definite. <laughs> what about right. the fangirls? Is, do they have their own convention? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I think there is a couple called Fangirl Expo or what was what is that other one? There's like a girl con something. Well, there's a uh, girly what? geek con or. Yeah, I think that's one. Um, there's a lot of them that market themselves more towards uh, the female demographic, like Chibi Chibi Con. Yeah, but I'm, I'm trying Yowie to wonder Con. if they're trying to market themselves towards women or they're trying to market themselves towards men saying that there are going to be women at these cons. <laughs> Considering that, that most conventions are attended by slightly nerdy types, I'll say it's the secondary. Yeah. <laughs> but Come in the girl con there's gonna be girls there what yeah. it'd be what? funny though if you say the girl con there's supposed to be girls here <laughs> <laughs> oh that would be disturbing marketing mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah it was like, the it was like yes there will be girls there. what no. are girls really? <laughs> exactly that's all it's about it girl con it's not actually <laughs> no girls are actually in attendance it's just talking about girls Yes. But any case, though, um, moving on to BigCon news slash the evening subject. We're going to combine those this week. Um, Robert, you had you had a topic for this. Yeah. So just to give anybody that might not be listening to this in the Pacific Northwest, SakuraCon is coming up in about two weeks now. I can't and believe that. I still have a little bit of work to do on my costumes. I know. I'm still kind of freaking out. I'm, I'm still building your... Um, your big prop, as a matter of fact. So uh, here's hoping I get it done. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna love to think this of what man. I have left. I think I've got most everything done. Yeah, I still need to go to the thrift store. I keep putting it off. Mm-hmm. I'll oh. probably drag you out this Just week. Like Macklemore. Yeah, pretty. Cool. <laughs> I'll probably God, drag dear. you out for that, Tyler, if you don't mind. What do you What do you still need? I'll tell oh, you. Oh, you need that. Yeah. That ting. That ting. The ting. The ting. You need the ting with the clothes and the dress clothes. It doesn't really matter. I can they grab need to away. as well. So it's not, it's you, I probably have better luck with her. Um, you need to grip away and so you can get all big and muscular. But anyway. Um, sorry about that, Robert. Luck with who? My mother. <laughs> what do you need luck with? No, I said it'd be easier to find stuff with my mom. Uh, uh, How old are you again? Twenty-five. Uh, uh. To be okay. fair, my mom knows where to buy all this stuff too. So, yeah, I will shop with. My mother does a lot more shopping than I do. She she knows where to find weird and odd things, and she goes. So, I'm like, I need this thing that's very particular, and she's like, Well, you can check out this place, this place, or this place. So, that's mostly what her job has been. Or she will look at a picture and like, I need something that looks like this. Oh, I saw that over there. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know how to feel right now about the company that I have. But we just have good relationships with our parents. <laughs> oh, no, my, I mom guess. Just, my mom's good at buying stuff, I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. It is just easier to navigate a thrift store with my own mother. <laughs> anyway. All uh, right, I, I, can, I can do it by myself. Though I know how to buy stuff. Oh, there. I do too. It just makes things. Cool you took me to buy stuff at a thrift store because you had no idea what you're doing. Well, I yeah. 
uh, part of your Miguel costume. Yeah, definitely. Or but anyway, Miguel moving Puyo back. Costume. Sorry, we keep, sorry <laughs> we keep going off topic, Robert. I'm sorry. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No, this, this is a bit of an abstract thought that's going through here. Because, like I said, SakuraCon's coming up in about two weeks right now. And the schedule has just been put out in the last couple of days. And Which I suppose isn't that really that bad. Like, like yeah, I'm, No, it's, I, 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 this is not the worst that I've seen. I actually went down to Fanime a couple of years ago, and they did not even have the schedule printed properly. Ooh. Yeah, like there was no written sheets or anything like that for anybody to look up they were like oh well if you just go on to this website download this pdf you can get it it's like okay pdf unreadable <laughs> god damn it huh that was, that was and like that's happened. when i got rid of my android phone <laughs> I was like, was corrupt. Uh, no no um the formatting that they had done for it uh th- this was going on let's see here Uh, This is going on about five years now, and at the time, the Acrobat reader that they had, uh, well, it wasn't even Acrobat, the PDF reader they had on Android phones at that time wasn't the same codec as the actual Acrobat reader. So sometimes you'd run into situations where you could go and get text to read just fine, but if it was formatted as an image file, it wouldn't go and show itself. There'd just be blank areas in the middle of it. And the entire schedule was done basically as a picture resource rather than actually having text embedded in it. So you couldn't read anything. Huh. Yeah. Well, these days you don't Yeah, you don't have that issue these days, but it's uh it, it was an issue back then. So th- this is not the worst that I've seen where a schedule for a convention comes out two weeks before the actual event itself. But I do have to go and say I've been really disappointed in a lot, not all, but a lot of my fellow convention goers just going and doing a look around Facebook, Tumblr, some of the uh, anime convention blogs. They're really going after the convention because, oh, well, these panel times don't work for me. I've signed up for these six things and... None of them were, uh, or nobody even seems like they tried to go and work on this to make sure that I'd be able to do all of them. I've scheduled, I've got two of them scheduled right on top of each other. How am I supposed to do this and change costumes? And isn't that well how it's always been though? Like that. Here's the thing, hang, and that, and that's exactly the point is that there is an understanding, and I, I will go and say, SakuraCon, it has its issues. I'm not going to go and say that this convention is not without its faults. There have been plenty of them throughout the years. But it's an all-volunteer-run service. And I've been involved in enough panels to know that if you go and tell them that, okay, I'm also, her, I'm doing this, or I'm trying, her, I'm applying to go and do this uh, event, but I'm also already signed up to do this one, which is a recurring event from the last couple of years, if there's any way we can try to go and accommodate that, that would be great. They do actually try to go and help out with that. The problem is there are circumstances where there's just too much stuff. They can't accommodate it. And there's only so many volunteers because you can't just go and say, oh, I want to do this panel and just get the keys to a room and be let inside to go and do whatever your panel is. There has to be somebody there 
watching you that's actually a convention staffer to make sure that things are going the way they're supposed to, no equipment or anything like that's getting stolen from the rooms. There's a lot of different factors that go into this. And that's what's really disappointing me is that I'm reading all of this stuff on the internet with people complaining just a couple of days into the schedule being published. And, oh. Yeah, we're still here. I got lost, you guys. No, I have oh, you. I know, I'm, I'm here. It just, it did do a pop. Yeah. That was weird. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks, we're having some technical difficulties. I think it's on my end, but who the hell knows, really? Um, it might be on my end, because I'm the one holding the call. Anyways. Uh, possibly, yeah. Who knows? It, it doesn't really matter in this situation. Mm-hmm. It's just disappointing seeing people that are complaining about the convention. And I've actually read several... I've seen several people posting on their Facebook pages, Oh my god, the convention screwed me over. I now need to go and drop a couple of my panels because they schedule them at the same time. And it's like, well, you can ask. Yeah. 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 That's just it. You can ask about these things. And I, it's just insane to me going and seeing people saying things like, Oh, the convention, they didn't even try to do anything. Oh, the convention, uh, they don't care about us. Oh, I'm not going to go to the convention because they weren't able to make sure that this one panel wouldn't be at the same time as this. And it's like there's it's, literally I find that interesting that a lot of people are bitching about this. Like the, conf- the fact that SoccerCon itself is so is as as fun and effective as it is right now goes to show just how much work that the volunteers put into, mm-hmm. and the fact that they're playing, playing, blaming this on the con when so much of this is all volunteer time. Nobody's getting paid from this. Yeah, and like and like for all we like, if they wanted to, they could say like, okay, yeah, we'll help set up this, and they could do absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. No, nothing yeah. could be planned. Nothing could be done. The website couldn't, might not be updated. No guests. No this. No this. No this. It's like this is because people are enjoying what they do and they love this convention and they're putting their best uh, effort into getting this done. And so everybody has an amazing time. But yeah. of course, everybody forgets that because they're not the ones putting their time into it. Yeah. Well, and this is also a convention that has upwards of twenty thousand people showing up. It's a convention where it is all volunteer run, which is an amazing thing considering the number of people. This is bigger than I thought some it was of the more than 20,000. I thought it was 30. Uh, the numbers fluctuate, and there's always some argument about it. The last official presser I saw, I think, was uh, 23,000, but God only knows on how many people are actually there because that's just the number of tickets sold. There's plenty of bull that goes on with those things, and a lot of people that just go and, well, lobby cosplay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, I they do can that. only go. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, um, Lobby cosplay. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of factors that go. Well, you know, it's where people just show, uh, show up. They didn't buy the tickets or anything like that, but they just show up for like a day in a costume and just hang out in the areas where you don't need a ticket to get into them. Yeah. Yeah. People do that in the lobbies. People do that at uh, Freeway Park, which is basically part of the convention center. Uh, a lot of people go and hang out there for a couple of hours in costume, just Have no badge taken. Pretty much, yeah. Because like you, you it's, it is a pretty big area where you can do that stuff, and yeah. then you just kind of. Um, I guess there's also like the at Washington. Uh, there's the whole back area that you can get to, and you can kind of hang out there too, where lots of people do photo ops. Yeah, and so you don't really need a pass to get into that area. You kind of have to walk around the building to get there, but. 
Yeah, no, and that's that's not a real big inconvenience for a lot of people. If you've got the ability to get into uh, town to go and showcase yourself with your costume and all that, yeah. Um, I'll actually tell you, one of our friends who does photography work, uh, some of the people that she's worked with the last couple of conventions that she's gone to, um, the people haven't even had badges themselves. If they need to do something inside, they'll go and borrow them off of somebody that did go and get a badge for <laughs> you know the two or three hours, and they'll go and come back they'll do their photo shoots and leave so there's there's a lot of cheating with badges that happen so yeah twenty three thousand. but i don't think like, it's uh, like huge like i i do actually think it's pretty big because i know probably about 40 <laughs> people that do that kind of stuff and that's just in my small little world true true yeah you multiply it out it, it i think it adds up but who knows it it Talking about the size of the convention almost doesn't matter in this situation, um, just because I just find it so unfortunate that people are going out. They're going out of their way to go and call SoccerCon as an organization, which, by the way, for anybody that's not aware of this convention, this is actually a fundraiser for a larger organization. Uh, a nonprofit group. I didn't realize that. I, I didn't realize that it was actually technically considered a fundraiser. Yeah, I, that's part of the way they get away with this. Um, just for taxing purposes, it. Uh, it's. God damn it! What? Can you guys? Oh. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, you just popped again. What the hell is going on tonight? I don't understand this. I don't know either. Yeah, you're popping and locking. All right, Cole, Cole you're, you're going to need to do some interesting editing this time around. I'm, I'm apologizing right now. Yep, no worries. And continue. Yeah, it's just such an unfortunate thing because this—it's a fundraiser—is really what it comes down to. The money that they make off of this goes and pays for this particular organization's uh, work basically for the rest of the year. It's their single biggest draw, and I hate to say this, I've completely forgotten uh, the name of the organization. I'm looking it up right now, so sorry, people. <laughs> it's funny because we've I, I technically become a member, because everybody that attends technically becomes a member of the organization. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's... Technically, yeah. It no, doesn't mean that it. we have to participate. It's just that we're technical, we're actual members, but we're just not. Yeah, okay, here mm. we go. Yeah, it's uh, ANSIA, which is the Asian Northwest Cultural Education Association. Mm -hmm. Yes, so, yeah. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, Completely spaced on that. Oh, God, and, I knew that, too. I don't, yeah, I don't know and why they, they do a ton of stuff. This is their 19th year running SoccerCon. Uh Originally known as BakaCon when it first started. <laughs> yes. Baca. Just, yeah. Yes. I was waiting for you to bring that joke up again because I, yeah. I mis said that a few little, little while back. So. Yeah. 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 With BakaCon. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually. Yeah. Okay. And I just confirmed. Yeah. Um, 23,000 individuals for the 2015 listing. So. Cool. Yeah. Uh, boy, we're all, all over the place here. But yeah. But in, in, in essence, though, it's just like people shouldn't like, should at least think about what they're bitching about like yeah, it's but, true with the guys in, like, but it's the internet it's the it's yeah, people no, yeah. it's mom i know i know it's, it's uh, like 
And also, it's by people hearing from people who immediately take a stance from that perspective, but yada, 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 yada. It's like true. Even if the guy that's setting up everything, guy, girl, whatever it is, is setting, is brand new at this, like, it's not like like I don't know. Sure, he might take he might have taken a little bit longer than he should have to thing, and he maybe didn't. Maybe he did wasn't was he tried to rush through it a little bit and he made a couple of mistakes. Who knows? Oh, like, who really who, knows? Who knows? You got to take everything with a grain of salt and like because you never know what's going on where unless you're there. In which case, then yeah, if you're there and you know what's going on and you know that things could have been done better, then then say that things could have been done better. I, I know other cons we've talked about where they definitely could have been done better. And, oh, yeah. but like, that's the thing is like, it can only be like that for so long before it fizzles out and dies. Cause if it's not keeping like not progressing, not getting better or, or building, then it's dying and then it just disappears. Yeah. So like, no, it, it, it's survival of the fittest. It's, it's it is what it is. So either it does good and it gets by away what it's doing, or it doesn't and it dies away and you never see it again. So, yeah, or it could wrong. be huge and make a few mistakes <coughs> and uh, <laughs> disappear that we that should and definitely deserve disappearing into oblivion. <clears throat> Why have yeah. you been to Akikon? No, but I know the stories. And Robert has, and he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, and we're not going to talk about that here. That's, that's <laughs> a different story. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, ugh, could go on for days about that one. Um, and I pray we never do, because honestly, that will be the most boring podcast we ever do. Yeah. But just going back to this, I am sympathetic, because I do know several people that feel inconvenienced by what's gone, uh, what's going on with the scheduling this time around. Because I do know several people that just go to the convention just to go and run panels now. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. us have been doing this for a long period of time. That's just something they've got a lot of passion for. Didn't the late night, didn't the uh, late night improv crew, like main game, main uh, family friendly and late night, didn't they used to do that? Like that was one of their main reasons, wasn't it? I, like, I'm, true, not I'm not one hundred percent sure on the whole story there. That's. I, I've heard things. I'm, I'm not sure how much I can go and say on that because I don't know what's gossip and what's not in this situation. No, I mean, they, my, 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 uh, what I mean though is like I think the guy who used to run it, he he'd do a bunch of other things as well. He'd be mostly oh. running stuff. Oh yes, yes, yes. Sorry, yes. That's I, what I mean. Yeah. Okay, now I now I know what you're talking about. Sorry, yeah. I thought we were talking about something else there. No, 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 no. no. The main uh, improv. Remember so which one are you no, talking about? Um, like just improv, the improv game. Remember we used to go to those for you years. Mean, but you mean like the who's line? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did that end? No, I don't think so. Is no, that no. still going? No, yeah. it's just uh, but the guys that run it, I know they they're biz the guy that runs it is like extremely busy most of the time, so. Yeah. Well, you get something that gets popular and going. It's just like like yeah, you get, there's there's some panels that get really busy and popular and then you basically got to get a hassle going on them. Like yeah. uh like I don't know, like like cosplay chess is like that a lot. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Considering that's one of our big things now, so yeah, definitely. But uh, just this is on where my sympathies end, unfortunately, though, because I do understand that if you're running six uh, six panels, it's not always going to be at the most convenient time for you, especially considering the wow. fact that application wise, these guys are going and dealing with somewhere around a thousand panel applications every year oh, or more. This is, yeah, this is a really hard thing to try to go and figure out, OK, well. 
who gets to do it, who doesn't, what time can we make available to them, is this going to work, trying to go and manage out when you're going to have the most number of staffers available to go and monitor these events. There is a lot in logistics that go into this, and though I can't say that everything has always been perfect with this, mm-hmm. at least I can go and say from my experience, though, they've really tried to be accommodating. I can't really speak to this year because um, I only had one panel that uh, we submitted for, um, and I'm not going to plug it here because that's that's not the right thing to do. Who? But I've got Wait, one panel. panel. Yes, yes, we did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to that one. I'll uh, fill you guys in on that later. Um, But the one thing that we made the point of when we were putting in the application, because it's me and another guy that are running it, uh, we made the point that I just need to be clear for cosplay chess because I'm very heavily involved in that. And upon uh, getting the panel confirmed, you know, they made it very clear they did their best to try to accommodate around that. And sure enough, I am on the exact opposite side of the day from when I need to be available for cosplay chess. So they did a great job of accommodating me this time around. And like last year, we went and did uh, an Organization 13 uh, improv panel. And we also made the point then, we need to be clear from both main game and uh, late night cosplay chess. And we were the day before. (laughs) Exactly. We were the day before. They did a great job of accommodating us. I think we actually did them a favor because we were able to fill a big room during the build-up time before the masquerade ball. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe we helped out with that a little bit. But We didn't really, well, we did okay. We didn't fill up too bad. No, we didn't really fill. Um, Well, we didn't fill the room, no. But, I mean, that was But it wasn't empty. Yeah, yeah, no, I, there was a couple hundred people that showed up to that. That was really that was yeah. Oh. No, I, I did a head count. I did a head count from behind the curtain. I mean, there were about two hundred and thirty people uh, when well, around the time we started. I should. It go didn't and say. feel like that. Well, part of it is that room is huge. You know, it's a thousand yes. person capacity with those seats. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, but yeah. Getting back on <laughs> it, topic, it feels, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Patting ourselves on the back there a little bit too much, but. Yeah. Uh, but no, getting back on topic though, I can understand. I was like, but at the at the same time, if you if you're running six panels, you can't expect to be like have everything exactly perfect when someone else might be running more panels, mm-hmm. or like and they're like and there's the of course then there's that little guy who's like gets the worst possible time. He has one panel, and he's like unfortunately, and he tried, but and he may not get the time he wants, but they still try and try and make it work. Yeah. Like if you can't, if it doesn't happen. Oh my God, I feel sorry for you. Whatever. It makes sense. You can try, but just try and get it fixed. That's all we can say. Pretty much, right? Pretty much, yeah. Like, but if I it said, does, yeah. This, this is not really, this is more of a rant, unfortunately, in this yeah. case. It is an evening subject, but here's the thing, especially at something like this, and even, I've, I've got a short story here, because like Comic Con, for example, that's. Well, not just one Comic-Con, but Comic-Cons in general are the ones where I think we see probably the most complaints about the way the conventions themselves are run. Oh, I bought tickets to this autograph panel, and it said it was this time on the website, and when I went and showed up to the information booth a couple hours ahead of time to ask them what room it was in, they went and said, oh, well, that was uh, that was 30 minutes ago. You already missed him. He's already left the convention. Um that actually happened to me at, Miser- at Wizard World Comic Con when I was trying to meet uh, Jason, Jason David, David Frank. Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I remember here yeah. you and another friend of ours was do- was going to that. Yeah, mm. no, that that was really. By the way, it is one goal. That's going to be the only signature tattoo that I'm ever going to get. By the way, 
<laughs> good man, good man. Nerd. Um, Damn fucking straight. Yeah, and I, I'll be honest, I really was upset. I, I was downright mad at that point, because the way that the website had laid the information out, I really, it, I still stand by I am totally justified in my aggravation because the way it was laid out, it looked like, oh, well, it's a four, a four o'clock autograph signing. It doesn't say where and not surprising because they're always booking new people up until the very end. So those kind of uh, uh, closed autograph sessions where you're paying a hundred bucks to go and see somebody on uh, a little Q&A session. Yeah, that, that stuff's going to get shifted around time wise. But the way that they had formatted that there it looks like that was when it was supposed to be. So we were both very upset. The people at the information booth told us to go uh, around the back, and they have this, uh, I don't want to call it an office space, but um, they had a little management area uh, where people could go and lodge complaints. It's where the lost and found was. And we went in there and... Within five minutes, we had our money refunded. As much as I was upset by that experience, at least they tried. The yeah, the convention still did right by us. I mean, I still stand by. I lost money on the hotel. I lost money on the ticket because that was really the only reason why I was going. But also, shame on me for not looking into everything else that was going on there or double checking even earlier. Yeah, well, that's just it. We probably should have checked the day beforehand. But it's like I said, the way it was formatted on the website. Because sure enough, the next year whole different layout for uh, all of those uh, autograph sessions. I think a lot of people got burned on that one. Probably. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what you learn from your mistakes. Exactly. It, exactly. And things like this, they're going to happen. And I feel sorry for people that are, you know, quote unquote, being inconvenienced by this stuff or the convention screwed me over. I, I feel for you that this is not the way you wanted it. But when you're talking about something that you're trying to put on for tens of thousands of people, it's never going to be easy. And even if you do have frustrations going into it, please treat the staff well. Because mm. it doesn't matter if this is a paid event or if it's a volunteer event. Everybody's just trying to go and make it as good for everybody as possible. Not just for you, but also for themselves. Exactly. Yeah, no. And that we just need to go in. Like every time we have a discussion about this stuff, this is about con culture. Mm -hmm. And part of this is, like we said a couple of weeks ago, just don't be a jerk. Like, we understand you're upset, but try to have fun. Deal with whatever inconveniences <laughs> they are. And unless the convention just does something that is completely unforgivable or terrible. Or, and they don't you know, do anything to try and fix it. Yeah, exactly. It, unless something like that happens, I'm not telling you to, you know, not be upset. I'm not telling you to just go and deal with it. But we have to roll with the punches every day in the real world. Expecting it to not be that way at one of these events, it's the selfish way of looking at the world. So that's definitely that's all that's all I gotta say. I, I know I've ranted on this one, but it's it's something that really hacked me off earlier this week. And don't get me wrong, looking at the uh looking at the schedule, there's definitely some eh, things in there, but overall it looks pretty much like the schedule every year. It looks pretty together. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know I'm like I said I'm ranting somebody else go and take this yeah or... I don't know I, I just I'm just thinking like uh, it's it's all about time management too it's like how how like how many panels are some people doing if they're like 
in that many panels. I I will be honest. Part of what hacked me off about this is that I read a particular. Uh, <laughs> this is weird because I, I I'm. I don't follow anybody on Twitter, but you know on how sometimes you end up with those emails coming in uh-huh. from people that are like in your contacts listing or people that are quote in your network that you aren't subscribed to. Uh-huh. I saw one uh, that got put into my email and it's somebody that I know and it's somebody that I do socialize with at these conventions because um, her and I go and run in a lot of the same circles. And the vile things that she was able to put out in 140 characters about this just pissed me off so much mm-hmm. because she's always a drama queen. She's mm. always terrible to people. Mm. And she's going out of her way. And apparently she must know the guy that schedules this, um, which I'll be honest, I do as well. Um, but she was going out of her way to go and rip... Uh, him and his family situation and it's just it pissed me off so much and that's what really brought this on that's that's where this all came from and i know i'm just kind of going crazy about this but it it happened and i just i hate it with with these conventions mob mentalities sometimes pop up we've talked about this a million times over and even though we're a very small media outlet for people to listen to, I don't want people to get caught up in the hate mm-hmm. for an individual or for the convention because they've been minorly inconvenienced. I just don't want to go and see that. I still mm-hmm. want everybody to go in there with high expectations to have fun. Just got to go with it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, but anyway. That- but uh, yeah, but I think we've pretty much beat this to death as much as we can. Oh yeah, yeah. No, the the horse doesn't even exist anymore. It's just a pile of ash down there now. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, Cole, would you do me a little favor? What? Hit the music. Okay, hold on. Where's that switch? Uh, here we are. What? Movies, TV, anime, web series, anything can become one. But the internet has made them into something more. Wars have been fought over whose fandom is the greatest. Families, friendships, and marriages have all been lost in these battles. Every week, we see who has what it takes to be the best. It's Rob's Stone Cold Pick of the Century for this week. Let's see who has what it takes to be it this week. And there we go again. See if we had ads as we read an ad. Yeah, but we don't have ads. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. But in any case, though, Robert... (laughs) It is on to you. We're not getting yes. that ad. Money. Again. Yeah, we, you don't get a break. <laughs> I feel like you didn't talk enough last season or last episode, so now you're talking tons. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> All right. But welcome, everybody, to Rob's Stone Cold Pick of the Century for this week. 
also known as the Fandom of the Week. And in honor of the new uh, Captain America Civil War trailer, we decided to go and pick out the big surprise and make him the Fandom of the Week. I'm, of course, talking about the reveal of Spider-Man. Dan, Evan, I was going to balk you. as like, spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> but spoilers, but yes, we are talking about Spider-Man! Yep, that's People right. People have been bitching about this. It's like, he needs to be in this. And yes, they fucking listen to you, you stupid people. Uh, yes, yes, they worked out the deal. He's here, finally, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, he's there. It's, it's I wonder how much they paid. Uh, I actually have some info on that. Uh, I just actually realized I never told Sam my inside information about, uh, about Spider-Man and why Andrew Garfield isn't coming back. Eh, so anyway, uh, we'll have to cover that some other time. Yeah. Oh, there's also the other thing they mentioned that they might be like uh, Sony owning Spider-Man. They had those whole plans of like going into the Sinister Sticks and all that stuff and how that's apparently not happening anymore. But they still might be making like a Venom movie or something. And yeah, it's gonna the be whole Spider-Man series is just a mess right now. It kind of is. <laughs> But um, it's because they've got so many Spider-Man movies, and yeah, yeah. There's what no, I, uh, five, five right now. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're up to five cinematic releases, and, and there's so still... many animated series. Oh God, there are. They're <laughs> going back a long ways. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so that's definitely what we're going to be talking about here, and of course, our favorites from uh, Spider-Man's mass multimedia presence uh before that though guys are we uh we got the press release uh on our side here so do we want to uh do we want to react to the trailer here or oh, 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 i was about to check about that yeah uh, okay, okay. Yeah. so sure i'll pop it up again i can watch it again all right cool i will admit something though that i did i had not watched it yet until like about 30 minutes before we got we got on the call oh you should have saved it should have saved yeah, apparently. I didn't. I know, but I I was excited. I'd forgotten that. I didn't even realize that it had been out. Cole, I'm, I just got to go and say this right now. Falcon Punch. <laughs> okay, are we, are we set. Are okay, okay. It? Here we go. I have it frozen on a white, snowy landscape. All right, yes. three, two, one, go. I've always liked the camera work for these things, though. They always put so much work into the trailers. Not to mention the art department for these sets. It's always insane. Uh, uh, it's just uh, a movie. Bucky. It's just a movie in the generation that we live in. And that's oh, I know. But just the sense. like the amount of quality that these guys put into these, like the amount of time is always fantastic. The amount of money. The amount of money they put in these things. Yeah. But the talent themselves, like it, it doesn't matter how much money you have. If you don't well, have the just talent, the, oh, you use these it. movies nowadays. Yeah. Like, like it's it's like talking about uh, movies like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter. Is there's just lots of People money, afraid, and, huh? definitely. Uh, so that's why there is like just a high quality of movie. Now we're dealing this, with Disney money right now. This yeah, is Disney definitely. money. Yeah, good good point. Like going back to what we're looking at here, um, it's interesting that they're bring like there's a lot of interesting stuff in this type of stuff, and there's a lot of people of like there's a lot of things that they're bringing together. But this has also been a lot of stuff that I get to brought together and Black people, Panther. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, that's like there's a lot of these things, like the like the Iron Man glove thing, like within the watch. That's that was that's been a big one for a little bit. 
There's War Machine getting shot right there. She got shot, yeah. Um, Take a bet right now. Did Don Cheadle survive? Yeah. Maybe. Um, I know, but like... I didn't realize that Scarlet Witch could... Oh, that's not Scarlet Witch. That's a... Scarlet Johansson. Yeah, that's... uh, No, I thought that was Scarlet Witch for some reason. Um... Okay. Um, anyways, what I was about to say yeah. is um, the way they talk about it is that this is not an Avengers movie. No. Even though yeah. it has all the Avengers in it, it's not an Avengers movie. No, it's and a Captain America movie. <laughs> yes. And so the way they describe that is the Avenger movies are their heroes in that. Uh, all the Captain America movies is where the shit hits the fan. Um, so like in Winter Soldier, that was the Oh, wait. Oh, jeez. And there he is. The eyes uh, move. One of my yeah, favorite I... things about this this particular thing is that if you actually scroll down a little bit, there's the first comment is like, Spider-Man. Uh, where is it? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Spider-Man just uh, finally got his, uh, his uh, permission slip signed. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I like how they did the voice where he sounds very young. So he sounds because he's supposed to be he's supposed to be the youngest superhero kind of character where he's just kind of a teenager or a college student and he's really sassy and that's kind of how it is. So he just shows up and is like, "Hi everyone," as if he's just like his first day meeting all these big superheroes. Tom Hollard is is I guess who they have for this. Yeah, Uh, but what I was trying to talk about is um, how the Captain America movies are all yeah where the shit hits the fan. Mm -hmm. So. Like in the Winter Soldier, that was the fall of Shield, so that was a very big, big thing. thing yeah. um, so, like the Avenger movies, they all do their things and they save the world. And then in the Captain America movies, they go, "Okay, now what's the consequences of all the damages and all the stuff they just did?" What's the political so, fallback? What's the yeah, political, uh, structural, um, just socially? Uh, that's why this one's talking like it brings up. Um, basically what happened in age of ultron they save the world but now they're gonna go okay well that happened there now let's see what happens what the fall- yeah the fallout of that because yeah. they were like oh yeah and everybody lives happily ever after the end of, of ultron but everybody forgets it's like yeah there's a, a city pretty much got destroyed <laughs> two two um yeah so there was the place in yeah 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 we're hulk Scovia. uh yeah and then there is um that's black panther's city Really? So yes. Um, okay. They say they say what the name of the city is, and because they're in they're in Africa, right? Oh now. yeah, you're right. Because that's I keep for, I completely forgot about that Hold because what? was that Wakanda? Yeah, that was Wakanda. That was Wakanda. The that was the only place at Mant- uh, the well, vibranium it? vibranium can be found is Wakanda, and it's been protected for since before World War One. Oh, like, now like, a little disappointed. Like, like, if you actually look Wakanda. in history of the Black Panther. Um, Uganda has always been extremely like ahead of the curve. Like even during like before World War One and before um, what was it? Even but like during the first ex- explorations of Egypt itself by Britain, is that they were smashed to bits by like by the Wakandans because they had like such high technology at that point. Yeah, no, and that that's always been the thing that's fascinating because of vibranium. Yeah. Oh, I. Th- you guys heard me. I am so looking forward to the Black Panther movie. 
uh, coming up here, and I'm really excited to see him. In, you've seen the, uh, you've Civil seen War. the animated series, yeah, yeah, that was really good. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. He, um, although I still stand by, I love Prince T'Challa in uh, Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes. If uh, if anybody's seen that animated I series, have, if you yes. haven't, it's on Netflix. Yeah, uh, and it's badass. Mm-hmm. So. One of the yeah, actual interesting facts is that if you actually pay attention to the animated series part, um, Black Panther beat the shit out of Captain America. I know. <laughs> and that was naturally. He do, the Black Panther is notoriously known for not being enhanced in any way. Yeah. That is pure physical power. Yeah. You, you, know, you, got, love, you got a boner love. there? Cool. Ever so slightly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, no. I, I don't think there's any coming back from that statement. No, nope. <laughs> no, ever so. Let's slightly. just move on. Let's move on to the. Uh... That, that's that. Okay, so that's that. Yeah. We got to look at Spider Man. We got to see that um, the way they talk about they're they're shooting for the more uh, golden era Spider Man suit style, um, but this is like the um, Tony Stark improved version. That's why his lenses, like his eyes, move. But they yeah. look very mechanical, like uh, the ap- apex of like or aperture of a camera lens. Mm-hmm. So they're very mechanical. Um, but he's got his like his capsules on his belt that are like probably his uh, web capsules because. So they're going with that style, okay? Yeah, so because originally he didn't shoot webs. Yeah, he had like capsules. That yeah, just, I've uh, I've always preferred that version because like sure you can walk up walls. That's what give it to you, but the web thing seemed a little bit far fetched. Yeah, and then he had his spidey sense and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's what we're going to go with. Um, and I do like that they. Sorry, I, I'm quick. I'm trying to remember here the spidey strength and so like the stuff from. Uh, trying to remember now, um, was the strength and like the build like okay? If you remember watching the first like the Tobey Maguire Bat Spider Man, okay, when yeah. he woke up that next day, he got buff, right? Yeah, yeah. But is that I'm trying to remember if that was original. Yeah, spider strength yeah. was a thing, although it's been scaled up and down as time's gone along. Yeah, you know, it was supposed to be like the proportional strength of a spider, which is equivalent to depending on what type of breed of spider you're looking at, between uh two to four times body mass. So arguably somewhere between two to four times stronger than an average human. That's not yeah. too bad. So he was yeah. supposed to be significantly stronger. Um, uh, but another thing was like, he had his spidey sense and just, he was way more agile. Um, so he did have his strength. So that's why I was able to shoot his webs and then be be able to hold like trains from falling. But then it was also supposed to be super agile and that was kind of all his thing. Um, yeah. So, you know, the basic superhuman strengths of speed, uh, Mm -hmm. super strength and agility um, he never had like any healing things or anything. Nah, no. Um, but he did have his spidey sense, so he could sense things coming beforehand. Mm-hmm. So he never really. So he was really good at dodging, I guess. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's that's Spider Man. Definitely. Yeah. No. So really happy about and, uh, that. And also, one thing people were saying, I, I'm just kind of scrolling through the com- through the comments of this thing, and a lot of people were saying, it was like, why does Spider Man look like a toy? <laughs> And I will slightly agree that the, he's very weirdly glossy. Yeah. Like if I, you look at like like the t- he, like there's literally almost no texture to the suit. He looks pretty plasticky. I'll say that. But like, I th- think that's just because it's a commercial. Maybe. Yeah. Well, 
I, I can't say with any. But he looks so much different than every no, other. Let Ross be Cole. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No you're, problem. You're um, yeah, off. and I'm definitely agreeing with Cole on that point. But here's the thing, and this is I, I know we're getting close to. Oh, excuse me. Uh, I know that we're getting close to the real. That was a burp. That was a burp. Okay. I'm sorry about that. Uh, <clears throat> Coca-Cola life. It's uh, less calories than regular Coke, but I swear it gives me more burps. Anyway. Not, not sponsored. Yeah, nope, not sponsored. Yet. Yet. Okay, please, Coke, go, please. Go see anyway. go, go, go see <laughs> okay. Um, but here's the thing. Um, there's two points that I'm going to defend that Spider-Man suit on right now. Just because I do think we might be getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. I can't say with great certainty, but that suit to me in that particular shot that we saw, mm-hmm. that looked very... CG. It, yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure that was a CG model, not an actual costume. And I'll admit, I'm watching it on a smaller screen. I'm not looking at it in really high quality here. So I could be wrong on that. So pardon me if that's the case. But if it's CG, we're still far enough out that that could be an early render. A lot of times we see on where they'll go and release these trailers and they'll show off a new character or a new element. And sometimes the CGI won't be quite complete. I remember during the Super Bowl a couple of years back, the... uh, showed the first trailer for the second Transformers movie. Mm. And a lot of the CGI on the robots wasn't fully complete. Mm. So a lot of people were complaining about how choppy it was. Or a couple of months ago, we had uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the second movie. Uh, The trailer for that came out. And Bebop and Rocksteady looked really unnatural going through the motions in each one of the shots they were in. They've released an international version of that trailer in the last, I want to say, two weeks here. Mm -hmm. And the CGI is, it looks complete now. They don't look like they're outside of the world. They don't look like they're unnaturally set in. So this could just be a very early render of the Spider-Man suit. Yeah. So I I don't want to go and attack it right now. Um, And the other thing as well, just looking at some of the things they've done with some of the other character costumes... um, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to go and have a more slimmed down design because it does look more like, say, a uh, Lycra morph suit than it does a uh, true suit. Well, that's just it, or any of this high tech material. The one complaint that I had, especially about the original Spider Man movies, and one of my few complaints about those ones, well, with the exception of number three, a lot of complaints about that one. My one complaint about the first Spider Man movie, uh, with Tobey Maguire is that initially you saw him going and wearing what was basically just uh, a sweatshirt that, you know, he had done up, you know, spider style when he was in the ring. And then he decides he's going to be a real superhero. And suddenly he's in this suit that I don't think anybody in high school would be able to make or afford. Yeah, exactly. It was just one of those, huh? You're, you're a poor kid and you're able to do this. If and it's like embossed is, with like, it's standing out. Like it's like 3d with its ridged, spider webs on it yeah exactly and i i don't know if that necessarily works so seeing it like that and especially seeing on how they've done black panther it's also a very smooth design it's very much simplified to what it could be uh and especially for characters like them that do tend to be more agile and do more dodging than straight up punching like some of the other guys you know these got captain america he takes a hit you understand why his suit looks like it's kevlar yeah uh, Iron apparently Man. it's the also super, super it's super comfortable to wear her on set apparently I believe that I fully believe that 
at you see things like that and you understand why it's that way but in the case of spider-man or uh black panther because they are yeah exactly it's about agility and being able to get out of the freaking way of these things having Um, a more like that kind of works so even if that is the final design of it at least from an aesthetics perspective and from a practicality perspective i get it but if it's also made by tony stark though and that's the question is this yeah um yeah so it, it definitely looks like it's made by tony stark like if you read the comics that's exactly what happens is he gets a new suit from Tony Stark. Um, and so that kind of looks like what's happening here uh, because yeah. he's, he was supposed to be a poster boy for the whole uh, civil war movement in between uh, registered people and the, and the guys who were trying to fight it. And that's what they split into. And so Tony Stark gets Peter Parker, who um, was notorious for trying to hide his secret identity. But then when they do like the registration act, they all have to, actually mm-hmm. tell them who their secret identity is and to get peter parker spider-man on that and he like removes his mask and shows all that stuff that was a very big thing for the comics for yep. him to do that um and yeah so he, and then he gets a new seat new suit from um tony, tony. stark and so that's kind of how it's going here is that it's a uh probably like a poster boy that iron man just kind of brought in uh like he found this young kid who's Done good. a lot of good in New York. Yeah, yeah maybe. Or just has, like, powers. And who knows? Who knows? You, you got to wait and watch the movie. Maybe there is a backstory. Maybe there isn't. Yeah. Um, but, but what is going on here is I'm looking at some photos. Mm-hmm. Um, and they look like stills of that. And, and for the people on YouTube, uh, Robert will pop those up here. Yep. Sure. Um, they don't look plasticky. Like, it mm-hmm. looks way more textured. Um, okay, then then it, this is definitely a pre uh, pre pre up then. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. It's part of that. Like I also talked about, it's probably uh, part of the YouTube compression could do that too. So yeah. when you go and see it in the movie theater, then it will not look like that. Also, I've been noticing ever since the Vision came out mm-hmm. as a character, they're kind of going for that weird CGI texture design. Like everything else was very real like they had costumes that were real um but then when they came with the vision vision was like a weird texture like Mm -hmm. you can't really picture what he's made out of um and now they've got black panther and now they have uh spider-man and it's like kind of going down that route they're bringing the superheroes that have these costumes that are and characters that are made out of materials that don't really look real or don't exist Mm -hmm. so it's hard to make them look real or put them in a costume. Definitely. But who knows? They might actually have live. Like this is, we've only seen one little clip. We haven't seen anything else other than that. This looks like this fight could be near the end of the movie too, or middle of the movie. So who knows? Mm-hmm. All right. So before we go and actually just get into the bulk of this, which I think we're going to go and just steamroll through. Cause yeah. this has been a fantastic discussion here. Definitely. I just want to go and do uh, the usual thing of taking bets here. Where is this scene in the movie? Is it end of the first act, end of the second act, end of the third act? I say in about middle, halfway through the second act. Okay. So that's Cole's bet. Tyler? I'm going to say that too. um, Okay. Because it kind of feels like they're all there. No one's dead yet. No one's dead. No one's incapacitated. 
yet. So I mean, they all look still pretty fresh. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. that like this is probably like just the first act kind of builds up to was like the argument was like, and then like the part where like where Iron Man's like, you just started a war. That's the end of the first act. No, mm-hmm. I think that's further down. Maybe. But in any case, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Robert. Okay. So we're just going to kind of go through this because, like I said, we're going to go and say what our favorites were and why from Spider-Man's real heavy multimedia presence. You got comic books, you got movie, you got TV, you got the video games. We're just going to go on bullet point real quick. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite and the reason why? So, Tyla, why don't you start this off? Um. Okay. So I picked... Uh, Spider-Man, the animated series, which was the one in the 90s. Okay, so the one that went and ran, uh, that was the partnership with uh, Fox Entertainment, right? So that's not the old, old version, okay. No, it's not the super old version. Yeah. It's not the one that was all fancy because it was in color. It's the one that was in the 90s that was, had some CGI in it a little bit. Yeah, like Um, all the cityscapes were CGI'd in, but... All of the characters, all the character models and focus and the environments they interacted yeah. in were and still it was, traditionally. Yeah. And it was before the movies. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it was a good it was a good era for Spider-Man. I like that. I it, all those episodes just had good writing, I think. Like yeah. I've gone back and watched again. And it just it's got good writing. It's got good action. It's just a good series. I can never forget the spider queen from those. Those. She yeah. was always awesome. Like well done, like the like the menacing feel that you get from that. Okay, um, sorry, but what I lead <laughs> into, um, mm-hmm. so what happened is that series ended, and it actually went into another series that died very quickly. <laughs> in that they ended it one season on a cliffhanger because yep. it was supposed to roll right into the other one. So. The animated series, I think, well, how many series and uh, seasons did it have? Four seasons, maybe? I think it had four uh, Depending on how you look at it, I'm looking up the list here. There were only actually three production seasons, but they stretched it into four broadcast seasons. So, oh, okay. So there you go. Um, so that ended. And what happens? Okay, Spider-Man Unlimited. Mm. Okay, so this is the 90s. This is 90s going into 2000s. Yeah. It's going to get a little weird. So, Reed Richards finds out that there's another Earth that's in complete orbit perfectly at the other side of the sun. Uh, And so that's, um, what do they call it? They called it anti-Earth or other Earth or something like that? Yeah, something Um, like that. Yeah, yeah. and so Spider-Man is sent to... Like, there's some astronauts that go there and get trapped there. So Spider-Man is sent. Is he, is he sent or does he sneak his way onto a spaceship to go to the other planet Earth, which is uh, countersink rotation around the uh, sun? So we never yeah. actually saw the other Earth before because, because the sun was in the always sun. in the way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking up the plot synopsis here. But, how, so, but that doesn't make sense. That, oh, never mind. I guess... We've had far out satellites before, but eh, who knows? Yeah, uh, who who really cares? I mean, it's comic yeah, book it, logic it, here. Yeah, here. Okay, it, it so got, Peter, it gets really yeah. weird. Um, yeah, so yeah, Peter he Parker, goes there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll just explain. He goes there, um, and then it turns out there's like some class system about people that are like spliced with animals, and um, 
So that kind of fits in with him being Spider-Man, that he's a Spider-Man, and there's like a whole bunch of other people that are spliced with animals, and they go into that, and then they have to go, he finds the, um, or what is it, Carnage, like, hits a ride, so Carnage, like, sticks onto the spaceship, so he's there, too, because uh, he wants to go out of off of Earth and explore. Um, they find the astronauts, and then one of the astronauts morphs because he's got some kind of gene in him that was given to him while he was on that planet, and then that's the end of the season. And they go into a big cliffhanger. Um, the reason it got canceled was because of Pokemon. Wait, what? Yeah. Pokemon just came out the same time uh, Spider-Man Unlimited came out. And Pokemon was very, very popular. And so that it took all the ratings. And so there really isn't any other TV shows that were around the same time Pokemon that survived because... So it was just, it was literally a ratings, uh, the ratings got sucked up by Pokemon, so they just yep. didn't bother. Yeah. Oh my god, I, I'm literally looking at the listings for the ratings uh, situation here. Because that was when uh, uh, Fox Kids basically stopped existing, because at that time Pokemon was uh, had just switched networks and was running on Kids WB at that point. Mm-hmm. So that basically ate up because they were running it several times throughout the morning, the first couple of seasons so that they were uh, broadcasting Pokemon. It, it just decimated everybody else in the process. Oh, my God. This is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's called Counter-Earth. That's what it's called. Mm. Ah. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm looking at the synopsis right now. Yeah. Well, Insane. John Jim says one man mission, Counter-Earth. Um, ben and Carnage are on it. Yeah. Yeah. So it just kind of turns like, oh, here he goes. John Jameson. So he was actually um, the son of Jameson. Of, <laughs> yeah, he was the son of, um, uh, oh, God, what am I thinking? What's his first name? The other Jameson. Yeah, actually, he just Jonah. <laughs> Jonah. Jonah Jameson. There you go. So that was Jonah Jameson's son, John Jameson, who was the astronaut who went there first. Talk uh, about, um, like, name creativity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turns into a wolf man. Uh, and then that's that's the end of the season. There's only 13 episodes. Because it just it gets cancelled because it just wasn't getting any views. Um, so yeah. And then what followed that was like the animated series, which is the one that kind of came out after the movies, I think. Yeah. Well wasn't that the one that was broadcast on MTV um, starring Neil Patrick Harris? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the 3D CGI one they did. Yes, 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 it was. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and that one just never got off the ground because just nobody was watching MTV. <laughs> nope, nope. Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Okay, well, that's, that's what I got to talk about is the original. It's not the original original, but it was, I think, the best Spider-Man series that there was. All right, And then cool. the one that came right after it that was related to it that died so hard because of Pokemon. That's funny. Um, I might as well just go next for as well, because because yep. Tyler, you you and me have the very similar, because the anime series was personally my favorite as well. Um, I don't know. I just remember you watching... when you grow up in the 90s. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what we get when you grow up in the 90s. Um, 
for me, that was just personally what I was able to watch. Um, I never, like I've said before, I never really had, I didn't have cable when I was growing up. So the stuff that I had was mostly all like, I'd go to the video store when they existed. Um, we had one called Rogers Video up here in Canada. Um, mm-hmm. But we would, like, I would, whenever I could, like, I'd be, my mom, my parents would let me pick a movie, and every once in a while I'd grab a Spider Man animated series one, and I'd end up watching that, or I'd watch it on something that was just recorded r- randomly, I suppose. And that's just one of the things that, always stuck with me is just the quality of the like it was it, it was interesting it was well written and it always and it was good enough that it would always stick with me like the characters were class it was just the classic characters like there was the i remember dark Ock, i remember hobgoblin and i and a little bit of the green goblin but it just was more and i don't know it's just one of those things that always still really kept in my mind so yeah tyler i agree with you that Personally, for me, that was also I'm along the same lines. Although I did never did see the the part, the last part though, one with the counter Earth thing. Yeah, well, yeah. that's that's a it was uh, it was a whole separate series, and it yeah. ran like three or it, it ran two or three years after the end of the original Spider Man. Yeah, interesting. But it was it was related. It was supposed to be like yeah. a direct correlation. Uh, yeah, continuation of it. Yeah. All right. Um, so I guess that leaves you, Rob. Okay. And for a time, I would have agreed with you guys. And then something came out of nowhere. Oh. The Spectacular Spider-Man. This was one of the last new series that went and premiered uh, on Kids WB before they went and pulled it. This was back in uh, March of 2008. Oh, I remember this. Wait, was this the most recent Spider-Man? Yeah, uh, not for TV the series. most recent TV now, series. but yeah, yeah. two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, I actually set up a link because this one it catches you off guard right from the very beginning. I, with, I swear to God, the most catchy theme song ever recorded. Oh my God, this thing is insane! <laughs> yeah, I remember this. I remember watching an episode or two of it back in the day. Yeah. Oh, and this this shows a little bit of an interesting one because it takes place. Basically, from Peter Park, uh, Peter Parker's freshman yeah, year it. of high school. Yeah, yeah. And the series was designed to go and run originally for three seasons. It was supposed to go and cover the entirety of his high school perspective. Yeah, this is and, also where they were switching into genetics, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. They, they switched were, this one. He got his power through genetics, which is what is different from the originals. Is that he got it from radioactivity? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a radioactive spider this time around. It was a genetically engineered one. It was closer to the way they did it in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies with the yeah way the spider came into existence. But it it did a nice job of separating itself because it did do the traditional origin story. Uh, much the same way that the Spider-Man animated series, uh, the one that you guys uh, you know are so into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, both they- of them, they didn't start off right with the origin story. They really just jumped right into it. Uh, and eventually mm-hmm. they came back and went and, you know, gave the whole backstory to it, but they didn't feel like they needed to go and start it off at square one where, Oh, Peter Parker, I'm a regular guy. Oh, I got bit by a spider. Oh my God. I need to figure out how to go and handle all this stuff. I yeah. just realized that the concept that they used in for, um, what's his name? The volt, the electricity guy from the latest movie. What's his name? Electro. Electro. I- I'm pretty sure that's where they use this, co- that concept. 
because I'm looking at alert. I'm thinking I'm looking at Electro right now mm-hmm. on the you the theme song link that you're yeah following. yeah green green suit and green suit like and got. a bunch of yellow lightning all over him. That's well, that's, yes. what, that's what the original guy looks like. Mm, yeah. I, if you actually type in Voltron, before, what's his name? Um, Electro. <laughs> Electro. Yeah, he's he he's green. He's got lightning bolts on him. His uh, mask is like really just nothing but lightning bolts. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, yes, he's wearing green, but you're forgetting, like, he they did away with the he, the ridiculous mask, mm. and because he had like uh like in the spectacular Spider Man, yeah, like no 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 like the, Mar- the Marvel comic version, um the Marvel no, no, he's got the crazy mask in the Marvel comic version. Yeah, I'm talking about that in the Marvel comic version. He had like the crazy mask, and he had like the lightning bolts going down his body. Like the yeah. fake ones in the fabric of the suit, with the yellow boots and kind of the yellow like underwear type thing. But yeah. if you and the, but this one is more similar to the version that they used in the movie that was most recent. Oh, because mm-hmm. the know. spectacular Spider-Man was like 2008. So I'm yeah, just no. I'm, what I'm saying is that I'm comparing that the spectacular Spider-Man version to the one that came out in the latest Spider-Man movie. Yeah, where oh, he's like just uh, pure electricity now, yeah, rather yeah. than going and having the power to chant or the ability to channel it through either some sort of technology or backstory that makes absolutely yeah. no sense. Yeah, so in, like instead of a mask, it's just in, in, it's it's uh, enwreathed in electricity. Yeah, and the thing that really stands out to this series, especially touching on Electro. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man: The Animated Series did a good job of introducing you to all of these villains. Definitely. The one problem that it has, and it's only a problem because of the comparison to this, with the original, uh, or with Spider-Man the Animated Series, the way that they introduced the villains, most of the time it was a villain of the week sort of concept, which in the 90s was brand new. It wasn't, it was something really special at that point. It really was a standout thing. The problem was, though, a lot of the villains never really related to each other. Um, And even though they could have some really tragic backstories, a lot of times you'd have situations where multiples of them would end up teaming up together to take down Spider-Man. And it always... And they even made point of this in the series. A lot of times they ended up letting their egos get... Yeah, well, that's just it. They let their egos get (laughs) down. Uh, Or some of them had really strong reasons to dislike Spider-Man, and others just kind of had you know oh well i just don't like this guy so i'm gonna help you out there wasn't a lot of relatability to a lot of the villains and their backstories and how spider-man really affected their lives directly it was more just oh this guy keeps getting in the way of our plans this one did a great job of relating the villains to both peter parker and spider-man separately uh kind of the same way when we were talking about this uh, when I was talking about Spider-Man 2, the relationship between Doc Ock and Peter Parker being very complex and very deep, that happens at multiple levels with this series and the villains that were built into it. And Spider-Man's interactions with them, everyone was written differently, but not in any sort of a jarring way. This one had a lot of the heavy quips. There was a lot of joking around and each one of these villains, he'd approach them a different way to try to catch them off guard. And, you know, as Spider-Man typically does, use their strengths against, against themselves them. to take themselves down. Especially like the Rhino, who is 
this might be my favorite version of the rhino because he is dumb as a box of rocks and the most destructive thing out there. Who remembers the the for for N for N sixty four, the Spider Man game? I do. Yeah, yeah. I beat that game like eight times. Yeah, no, that was that was another good one. That and the Spider Man two. You uh, unlocked more suits the more times you beat the game. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, exactly. The series just did a great job of hitting you emotionally. And the background characters weren't just background characters. Uh, guys like Flash Thompson, they he was a character that evolved as time went along. Uh, Gwen Stacy has a huge role in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God, there were some episodes that made me cry. Yep. This was just one of the best produced series. The writing was fantastic. And art style wise really unique um they were doing this single layer cell shaded animation which has a very bright and open uh focus about it Mm -hmm. but because of the way they went and drew it it's still traditional human shapes but they've definitely simplified it down and normally that's something they do in animation as a trick to allow for cheaper animations to be done with fluid motions in this one's case, it was done intentionally because this was actually uh, animated consistently at 14 frames per second every single episode, which in animation for television is a really rare thing to see. Mm-hmm. They were able to do a lot of really fluid and gorgeous motions in there. Some of the fight scenes in this are some of the best animated fights that I've ever seen. And I've even counting a lot of movies in this, like Don Blue, your heart out. Mm-hmm. Anybody who hasn't seen this, Go out, buy the Blu-ray. The whole series is out. This one ended on a horrible cliffhanger. The third season never went in, uh, into production because uh, at the end of season two, that was when Marvel was being purchased by Disney at that point, And Sony Pictures Television, who had been producing the series, there was a long legal contention that went on between the two of them as to who owned the television rights to this. And eventually Sony just gave it up, so... Because of the way that these uh, rules are set up, they couldn't just continue the series on the Disney animation side. Either it had to go and stay with their broadcasting rights with Sony, or it had to die. And they just let it die, which is really unfortunate. Definitely. So, that's yeah. all I gotta say. That ran longer than planned, so... Uh, so, yeah, let's... Music, uh, music hold, on, <laughs> let me, hold on, let me flick the switch here. I gotta signal the guys. Okay, guys, it's your turn. Come on. Okay. All right, Tyler, they're ready. Ah, hello guys. Uh, Steve, you're looking well. Nice to see you. Uh, keep them strong. Strings there. Uh, Dave, keep the drums loose. Okay. One, two, one, two, three, four. Ah, it's time for Tyler's Anime Corner. Now, in Tyler's Anime Corner, once a week, I, Tyler, ask a question about anime. And my friends have to come up with an anime to fit that question. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes, it's just plain weird. But what it always is, is very enlightening. Now, this week's question is... Dubs! Yay or nay? We'll see what my friends come up with in this week's... Tyler's Anime Corner. Okay, okay. Let's see. Um, Who wants to go first? Can I, can I just say... Thanks, guys. I, see ya. Yeah, Bye. I, I think we need to have a word here because I, I don't know. Somebody sounded like they were a little off. Or, Ooh, does everybody still have all of their appendages, all of their arms still attached? Because it, it sounded like uh, sorry, they've heard, sorry they they, they are me. they are dead. They they are 
zombies back back from life because uh well they, they were alive during the time that music was really popular so they're the best ones to play it that's just the best way to do it also it's, it's cheaper just, i know i know it's cheap but okay and there they go they're digging themselves back in oh jesus <sighs> they, they're just not listening i guess i yeah Remind me, oh. who's our necromancer again? I, I gotta talk to him about this. Yeah, oh sucks. god, that, <laughs> never mind. Not gonna. No yeah, take it up, with, take up with her complaint department. Uh, no, <laughs> um, I think I saw a vine who's like, "Hello, uh, hello, welcome." To, uh, I don't, we don't give a shit. Um, how can I help you? I was like, "Yeah, I like to lodge a complaint." Uh, yeah, let me let me give you to someone who cares. Hello, I was like, "Yeah, I have to go." Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not picking a fight with her. The last time I did that, I ended up going and playing Deadpool in the Wolverine movie. I, my mouth was sewn shut and everything. It was a horrible experience. You were Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Yes, yes. And I, well, I was his stunt double, you know. Right, who the hell right. wants to go and get in the middle of an action scene with Hugh Jackman, for God's sakes? No, no. Have you seen him? Yeah, no, I know, I know. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not Anyways. like the from the comics for the x-men television show he's not he's no time person no no Hugh Jackman, big guy anyways guess what what rob since you're in a talkative mood you get to go first (laughs) oh god this is what i get for having caffeine before we go and record these things all right so yep dubs yay or nay i am going to say yay but only if it's done well Yes. Okay. And to sh- yep. Yes, and to showcase this, I'm going to go with one of the weirdest anime stories ever, Space Dandy, which I watched in dubbed. Yeah, no, that that's just it. This for anybody that doesn't know Space Dandy's production history, this was a show that was put into production exclusively by a Japanese studio. Not going to go into that whole backstory of things. But a deal was worked out when uh, William Street Entertainment, also known as Adult Swim, also known as those guys that are on Cartoon Network after, I think, <laughs> I think 6 p.m. now. They, they just keep going, creeping more and more into the Cartoon Network time slot. When they were rebooting Toonami a couple of years ago, oh, they yeah. actually worked out a deal to go and broadcast Space Dandy uh, about, I think, eight hours ahead of its actual broadcast time in Japan. So they got a hold of this series early, went and recorded an English dub for it, and went and broadcast it at like 11.30 uh, East Coast time uh, every Saturday, a couple hours ahead of when it would actually broadcast in Japan. So it was truly a world premiere episode every week of this series. And the show itself is kind of ho-hum. It's about this... I, I don't know what you want to go and say about this guy. This Pompadour-enabled badass going throughout space trying to go and collect rare aliens that haven't been cataloged before and going and collecting the bounty on them. Well, Space Dandy is a dandy guy in oh, space. He's, he's the most dandy guy in space. I mean, he's he's just the best with his loyal crew of a vacuum cleaner and a cat. Yeah, a Beetlejuiceian, as yeah, he was referred to, who, who really likes social media. Yeah, <laughs> the show is just weird. It has some fantastic moments. There's an episode where they're going and pulling cosmic strings, and he meets like thirty different versions of himself, <laughs> yeah. from trucker dandy to competent dandy to Michael Jackson dandy to 
god, uh, robot uh, dandy. Well, there, yeah, robot dandy, and the one that everybody compares me to, depressed dandy. Uh, I want to die. Dandy. I want to die. I want to die. Sip a health drink. I want to die. <laughs> the show, <laughs> the and show then, is just it's nuts. it's yeah, it's a funny it, show. Yeah, it, it's a fantastic show. And here's the thing: the dub for this is so brilliantly put together. They actually ended up after the show had ended in Japan. They actually ended up going and rebroadcasting it with the English dub. Hmm. It was actually better in the English dub than it was in its localization. Nice. Yeah, yeah. so they were just showing it with Japanese subtitles with this amazing English audio track. So if all anime series were done with that kind of a dub, I think the industry would be much healthier than what it is now. Because we've seen a lot of these dubbing companies go away, ADV, Genion. Um, Bandai got out of producing DVDs, but they still actually do do some... Uh, some stuff for reprodu- her for rebroadcast here in the U.S. with their dubbing studios, but now it's pretty much just uh, uh, Funimation and their Ocean Studios team that's going and recording a lot of that stuff for Viz Entertainment. They're they're like the only two that are left now. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it's it's like that's the thing about dubs is dubbing is such a weird thing. You have like certain animes, there's like three or four animes that most people can think of that are dubbed really well. Mm-hmm. But other than that, if they either take forever or get dubbed, like nowadays, actually, things getting dubbed, it's happening pretty darn quick, actually, where the turnaround rate is surprisingly high and they're actually rather well and they're not being really censored or anything, they're just being dubbed exactly what they are. Yeah. Um, like there was a time before that it was heavily censored and dubbing was just inaccurate and just crazy. And, but also that was like, uh, 10, 20 years ago and anime wasn't really as big as, as it is here as it is now. Um, like you would wake up, you'd watch cart Saturday cartoons and it'd be like Pokemon was big. Um, you had Digimon, um, you had Yu-Gi-Oh, you had Naruto. And that was kind of, what there was for animes and then stuff sl- slowly started creeping in. Like I remember the, the, uh, uh, um, Oh, what was it? There's certain shows that started showing up like full metal alchemist, samurai champloo, samurai seven, Eureka seven. It was yeah. like ones like that, that slowly started creeping in and they'd be on more later on at night. Um, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, they'd be like the kind of after hours, like, okay, these aren't kids cartoons. These are more adult, uh, preteen teenager cartoons, uh, so they got more, um, more content to them in story wise, and so yeah, and then those be dubbed, and then it just kind of slowly took off from there. All the dubbings that were really bad stopped dubbing, and now they have just like Fenimation that's got a monopoly on it, basically. But pretty much, they're doing a good job, so it's not really a bad thing because they're turning things around pretty damn quickly. Um, yeah. So if you're the kind of person who wants to watch it in dub, normally um, that's always a big thing now is like people saying dub versus subbed, um, where like I watch most of my stuff subbed, um, yeah. mainly because it just comes out quicker. I can watch it like like simulcasting's now, now, where you can watch it the day of it being aired in Japan, 
it'll be maybe the day or uh, the second, the next day where it already be subbed, and then you'll have be able to watch it with subtitles, and you kind of get some of the social constructs because like once you sub it, um, they'll have words that don't really mean anything here, so they just put the word in, and then sometimes they have helpful notes at the top that say, "Hey, this word kind of means this," or so then it's not getting localized at all with dubs. Um, yeah, and you don't end up with a Naruto situation happening. Yeah, where it's completely different. Um, yeah. But actually, this kind of leads into mine, where I uh, I picked panting stalking, mm. um, which is another way dubs can work, actually. So the dubs versus the subs for panting and stalking, they're very different. They're changed quite a bit. Um mm. But they are both really good. Um, so, like, you, it, Spanning Stocking is kind of a raunchy, tongue-in-cheek anime, and it was drawn in the way that it's kind of drawn like Western cartoons. So it doesn't look like anime. It looks like cartoons. Like, it looks like... Um, it's got kind uh, of a Steven Universe vibe about it. Yeah, that Not really Steven Universe. Uh, everyone's more square, so it'd be closer to, like... Um, Cartoon Network stuff like Samurai Jack and Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's and Dexter's I, Laboratory and Johnny Five, Johnny, yeah, no, Johnny I, Test, yeah. So Dude. everyone's very square and straight yeah. like that. So okay, I see where you're coming from. I was talking more about the heavy outline designs on there. Really yeah, they all have heavy back. outlines too. They all have thick outlines on them. Yeah, you see, I, I go and think about that. I, I use Steven Universe as an example because it's very heavily influenced by uh, the old UMP cartoons mm. and the way that they would format all of their stuff with the really heavy outlines. So that's where I was thinking of. But, but yeah, like, definitely better examples there with the more squared off designs with like uh, Dexter even Black, those Johnny Test, all those. Yeah. Uh, even those ones were heavy outline, like they had thick outlines on them. All yeah. The oh, I, we're, we're talking about the same thing, just yeah. know, from different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. So it, that that's the thing. It was it was done in that style because it was the whole anime itself is kind of like a spoof of of like Western culture. It's spoof? Um, not sort of spoof, satire, satirical. Yeah, I'd say it's more satirical. Like the whole anime itself is satirical, um, but then, yeah, if you watch it in subs and then you watch it in dubs, um, they change everything up because they have like weird arguments, and so the arguments change. So they start they complain about different things, but they still have the complaining and the words still. Um, God, how am I saying? They they have completely different conversations. But the basic plot still stays the same because it's like, oh, we got to go fight a monster or it's this thing's kind of happening. But then all the subplot of like what actually is being said in the dialogue is completely changed. Um, but they're still both the same kind of feel. It feels like they wrote two scripts and they're like, OK, they could both work. Let's just pick lines that we think will work better than the others. Um, and then for the other one, they just changed it. But so I don't know. I, it's hard to say what I'm trying to explain in that yeah. they basically rewrote a new script for the dub and dubbed it their own way. But it still has the same kind of style of jokes, very tongue in cheek jokes that are funny. So you can watch both of them and laugh at both of them. But then you'll be like, you'll notice that they're completely different because you'll be like, oh, it was they were talking about this other thing during this conversation. But in the dubs, they're talking about something completely different. But they're still both funny. So. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's 
one way that I can see dubs. Like, there's certain things that I watch in dubs. The majority of my stuff I watch in subs. So uh, there's a good chance that I'll be watching it subbed if it's like a new anime or something. But if it's like a hardcore series, like I watched uh, Full Metal Alchemist was done really well in dubs. Mm-hmm. Um, Dragon Ball Z is easier to watch in dubs because watching it in Japanese is kind of hard because Goku is voiced by a girl and talks really high pitched. And that's kind of annoying. So there's certain animes that you just, I just watch dubbed. So, yeah, I don't know. That's my talk. Henning's talking. Mm-hmm. Go watch it. It's by, <laughs> it's by the guys who did Gurren Logan and and uh, Kill a Kill and that jazz. Mm-hmm. So it's got good writing. And cliffhangers. <laughs> and um, homages to other stuff. Anyways, cool. What are your thoughts? I've I just talked there for a long ass time. Yeah, you did. Um, for me personally, like compared to either both of you, both you and Rob, <clears throat> my catalog of enemies that I have watched um, are a lot smaller, and the types of anime that I like are even are a lot less broad spread than either of you, and including some that neither of you watch. Um, <clears throat> Which is what, like, going back to say, I like cooking animes really well. Uh, but in any case, it, I still from, can't believe that's a genre. Like, yeah. I had no there idea really, until a couple of weeks ago. There yeah. really is only two. No, nah, there's ten. There's ten. Mm. I'll tell you yeah. them in a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'll find them out eventually. Yeah, but yeah, going back into that though, um, doesn't mean they're good though. No, it doesn't mean they're good. Uh, going into that though, for me, it also it does depend, like. Yeah, I, I'm in the between when it comes to yes and no. Um, like for example, my favorite, one of my reasons why, I, like for example, Fairy Tale. For example, I'll jump back to Fairy Tale. Not Fairy Tale. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, one Piece. One Piece. Okay. If you look at the Japanese anime, um, f- original, just dub, um, just subbed. That's it. Um, you'll notice that like there between the dub versions and the subbed versions, you will definitely see the Americanization. Um, for example, Sanji, for example, one of my absolute favorite characters, which is ironically a cook. Uh, uh, he is like in the original anime is a heavy smoker, mm-hmm. always smoking, always. What did they do when they brought it to America? They didn't like that because they saw it as an as a children's show. So what did they do? They got rid of every, they CGI'd and slash wrote out every single cigarette that was ever smoked in that thing and replaced it with a lollipop. Well, that's 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 yeah. that's in the era of like the heavy sensorization with uh Well, it's not I'm, even so much that cuz that was that was for kids entertainment aka for shame entertainment before they went under as a company cuz mm-hmm. they actually don't exist anymore. Yeah. I swear those guys I, I don't know what it is. They, they had did that some, to everything that they Yeah, did. they had some racial issue because they also did the first seven seasons of Pokemon and they cut out anything of cultural significance. They'd actually go and draw in over food if they were having like onigiri. They'd actually go and draw over them and turn them into cookies or sandwiches. <laughs> there was some really weird stuff they would do. Yeah. And in the case of Sanji, I'm sorry to cut in here, Cole, while you're speaking, but there is a funny ass thing that came from that 
because they only had that. They didn't the change first- the lyrics. I know that, which is funny. They didn't change anything. They kept, uh, other than to make it look make sense. But um, what? Yeah, but, uh, here's the thing. So I, they totally butchered that series mm-hmm. in the first place when uh, they had that, and it was so badly done in those first several seasons that when word got back to uh, Toei Animation, who actually obviously animates that stuff and broadcasts it in Japan, they were working on Gintama at the time, and they actually made a joke about the lollipops because they didn't even do a good job of editing this. The first couple of episodes he was in there, they did a nice job of going and putting lollipop tips on the end of the cigarettes on there, but sometimes they would still be smoking. So they made this great joke about this teacher in a high school that looked like he was always smoking and the kids were always trying to correct him. Teacher, you can't go and you can't go and smoke here in the classroom. I'm not smoking. It's a lollipop. Then why is it smoking? Because it's packed with lots of lo 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 lolly. Everybody's <laughs> just trying to go and call it bullshit. Uh, <laughs> at the very end funny. of it, he pulls it out and says, Yes, just like an American adaptation. <laughs> wow. Uh, what that else was funny. what else was super heavily edited? I think no, no. I think it, I think it's one piece that was really, really. That was probably the worst. Yeah, yes. one, that's the main one. Second for me um, is when it, it when it comes to voice acting. Mm. Um, there are some good voice acting um, voice actors, and there's some very bad voice actors. Um, like, or and it's not really the voice actors themselves; it's the matching of the of the voice that they want to portray and what they give. Mm. Mm. Um, most common thing was that people, I'm going to jump into Naruto really quick. Here. Um, if I like personally for myself, I didn't know that Naruto was played by a girl or Ash was played by a girl. Sorry from Pokemon yeah. for years. Mm-hmm. I did not know. Um, I know now I don't care, but that's, but that's, a, but that's for the dubbed, the dubbed version, right? I'm trying to remember. They were both played uh, by women. I actually think in both versions, uh, both the original Japanese animation as well as on the U.S. side, I think yeah. they were both done by females. Yes. Because that's so, a pretty common thing with those kind of young characters. Oh, yeah. that's But that's just the example that I'm using here. Like, I don't mind. I personally don't mind that they do that. Like, if they can do it properly, it sounds awesome. Like, I personally had no freaking idea that Naruto was played by a woman for years. Um, and I guess, but but the part that I, what I don't like is when it gets Americanized and they try and change things that don't make sense in English. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to say it so that you go get tortured, Robert. Thank you. I yes, appreciate but, that. but the most, um, but the common one from like, from the Japanese version, which is the vocal tick that Naruto uses, is by what, how do you say it? Nanda tebayo. Yeah, that, there we go. The translation for it in, um, in Hold English. Did, I'm just going to take my headset off so you can go and say it for everybody to hear. Okay. You ready? Ready. Good. Um, it is the word believe it. Um, and because of that, uh, Robert, you can come back now. Thank you. Yeah. Um, for that, it, it's just so stupid. Like, I can understand why they might have thought it would work, but it just doesn't. I don't know. Robert, what's your opinion on this? It's just kind of like, here's Here's the weird thing. I think that one, especially for the first series, they didn't have this issue uh, with Shupadin, thank God. Mm-hmm. But uh, the first series, I think they actually were trying too hard to keep the translation as close as possible to yeah. the original. And because of that, you had him going and saying, believe and something else. Sometimes four or five times in the course of an episode. And it always just felt so weird. Yeah. 
you know, his cadence in Japanese, you know, the Nanda Tebayo, it actually kind of works, especially with the different inflections that'd be put in there. Yeah, because every time it might mean something different, like yeah. depending on the inflection. Yeah, exactly. Because there is a lot of that that goes into, especially Japanese acting, but also in their voice acting. Context is very... Very important. <laughs> that's just it, yeah. The, it's the it's like a very person. inflective language in the beginning. So it, Exactly. I mean, there's times where he's going and screaming at somebody. He's going to go and kick their ass and, you know, Nanda Tebayo. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, you go. You do that. Nanda Tebayo, his ass. And then there's times where he's going and just affirming somebody else's beliefs or trying to prop them up and he throws it out. And it works because of that inflection that goes along with it. And but in the English version, uh, I don't know if that was... the same inflection for some stupid reason. They always it, add the same inflection to it. I, I'd swear a lot of that has to do with vocal direction. Because mm. uh, there, there are voice act or there are uh, script... Uh, for voice actors, there's actually uh, directors that go and handle that stuff. And, and producers. Guys, yeah, exactly. They, they know what the I know exactly what it is it. for that type of thing, because I'm yeah. training that type of thing, actually. <laughs> Yeah, so you have a lot of that kind of stuff that goes on, and sometimes it's just a question of who you're working with. I'll give Disney a lot of credit. Oh, God, yes. Uh, When they've been bringing over all of the Studio Ghibli stuff and recording, they've done a great job of localizing all of that and making sure that emotionally the voice actors are going and matching the tone of the animation that's in front of them. But, yeah, in a case like Naruto especially... A lot of it's pretty monotone. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always just speaking the same way, and you know, yeah, because occasionally... I've, I've watched the same episode in both versions, and the 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 for, I've yeah, I've, like exactly what you said. It seems very monotone. Like it seems like it's very bland, and there's literally to no emotion put behind anything. It it yeah. feels like that for in some some version in some different yeah yeah. Well, it's like, have you seen episode one hundred and four, the one where they're trying to figure out what's under Kakashi's mask? Yes. Uh, in both versions. Yes. I in haven't Japanese, seen it in both versions, but... Yeah, in Japanese, that is the funniest episode of the entire series. And Agreed. it's a filler episode, which yeah. is a really... That's a quite the compliment right there. Exactly. But the English version of it, I actually had forgotten the episode when I saw the English dub of it until you went and had the Purple Mist, uh, Purple Mist Ninjas, I think is what they were called. They were, they were just these three guys that they just drew up for comedic effect. Until they showed up, I actually could not remember what episode it was that I was watching when I saw it. It's like, what What the hell is the point of this episode? And it's just because their vocal direction is... There is none. It's just we're reading lines off this script, and it's annoying. So. It was very obvious that they were not having fun. Yeah, very clear. Yeah, compare that to like the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, or, especially where, yeah. oh, God. Or really? anything that Tara Strong takes part in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you mean, like, everything then? Because it seems yeah. like she's in everything. Yeah. Except I actually never Powerpuff knew that Girls. she did... I, yeah, I never actually knew she did Raven, actually. Yeah. I never knew that. They're both on Vine. Like, Beast, the guy who did Beast Boy and Vine, and and Tara is, is on Vine. So it's actually quite funny to watch those guys fuck around. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I just, I just know that she was... Uh, she used the same voice for Twilight Sparkle from My Little Pony and Princess Clara from Drawn Together. Mm-hmm. Um, Twilight Sparkle is very innocent and geared towards kids. 
Princess Clara is a satirical, ironic, or a spoof of a Disney princess who is extremely racist. <laughs> See, I don't even know if that's the best one because I like to think of it as uh, Twilight Sparkle and Vicky from Fairly Odd Parents. Mm. Like, completely different side of the spectrum for a kids' <laughs> show. Like, I well, totally get the Princess Clara thing there, because it is, yeah. That well, it's not a kid's show. It's, it's yeah, for I know. adults. But, I mean, yeah. it's, she uses the same voice. So you could take Princess Clara's voice of her saying something really racist about hating Jews or black people or whatever she does, uh, and put that over Twilight Sparkle and have her say that stuff. Okay, Scare I gotta go. Kids. <laughs> I'm going to YouTube. I gotta see if somebody's done this yet. <laughs> yeah. But know. but in any case, though, that's just generally my stance on the fa- on it. Hmm. hmm. Like it all just depends on what they're doing, and like I've I've definitely seen it. Like I will agree. Like I've watched a couple episodes of Dragon Ball Z, and I tried to watch it in original in original quality and, and subtitles. And I I will agree that it's a lot easier to watch in English. Yeah, well, he grew up with that. So, exactly. um, and but, then like yeah. honorable mention is uh, Ghost Stories. <laughs> Of course. Oh God, yes. Uh, it's already been talked about, but we know about it. How it's been was redubbed, but it was redubbed as with a comedy um, script. So it's actually really funny, and they ad lib, and it's just more jokes than anything. And next time you're over, Tyler, um, I my roommate, I you should probably just definitely ask my roommate about one of his favorite things. It it was um, the Japanese version was so horrible; they just completely rewrote the script with things that are so like so racist and, and ridiculous. It's so stupid. I, I know, Cole. I've I've watched it. Was that Ghost Stories? Yes. Uh, okay, I thought that was something completely different. No, that's that's what it's called. It's Ghost Stories. Yeah. The, is that the one where it's like that's a red lake? No, it's blue. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It turns red. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. Okay. There we go. That's why I, I wanted to double check. I have not watched. No, that's that's that. called Ghost Stories. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Not, not to be confused with Boko Monogatari, because <laughs> for some reason people get those two confused. <laughs> but in any case, though, um, let us move on. Oh, I, I, I looked at. I looked at cooking animes and yeah there is 10 and i've seen a couple of these already so it, they brought up um bento i watched that um tor oh, how do you pronounce this torico torico is, yeah yeah torico there we go and that one they used to have uh one piece and torico used to have like crossover episodes because mm-hmm. they're by toy animation yeah uh there's uh, bartender oh Never I love that one. one. That was back in 2006. Yeah, only I one actually, season. I actually helped with the fan sub of that. Oh, you know, cool. back when fan subbing was a thing. Hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I was I was the quality checker. That was my first series I ever worked on. I've got real strong emotions about that. And then you got Cooking Master kind of Boy and and Food uh, Wars. Kofuku Graffiti, which is Gourmet Girl Graffiti, Graffiti, yeah. which is this year actually. It was it was came out in January 9th, 2015, oh, last year. Oh. I never watched that. that uh, Restaurante Pasirido. Why are you saying it like that? Because that's how it's spelled. Restaurante Paradiso. That's how, literally how it's spelled. That sounds a little better. Sorry. And that was 2009. Uh, Bento, which you just mentioned. Torico. Yeah. Um, did you mention that in Torico already? Yeah, yeah Torico. Okay. Yeah, Torico. said Torico. Oh, sorry. Um, Dream Colored Pastry Chef. Yumi Iro Pats I can't really say that last word there. Um 
Master Ajiko. Um, cooking Master Boy. Um, freshly baked Japan. Yep. Huh. And then, of course, Food Wars. <clears throat> really? Yaki Ramen Fighter Wiki's not in there? No. Yakitate oh, yeah. Japan. Yep, Yakitate Japan, yeah. Apparently, somebody was born. He, the main character, was born with the hands of the sun, the ability to generate heat from his hands to hasten fermentation and bread making. Oh wow! <laughs> oh god! It's all about bread making. Well, as a go. dream to create a bread identity for Japan. <laughs> That's funny. I gotta Crazy. watch that. There's sixty nine episodes of this. It's back from two thousand and four. Okay. Well, we talked about food animes again for the next <laughs> third time. Sorry, they're just good. But anyway, um, should we move on to the gaming table? To yes. the gaming yes. table. No theme song. <laughs> I was like, do we need to bring the band back in? The band that I need to summon doesn't exist yet. <laughs> you, need a, you need to write an intro. Write an intro and then get some music to it. Yeah, I got to figure that out. But in any case, though... Um, Let's move on to the gaming table. This week, we actually had some fairly big news come out of Microsoft. Um, and personally, one of my favorites game series slash studios. Um, we're talking about Fable Legends and Lionhead Studios. Now, you, both of you guys have both played the Fable series, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I even played Fable 3 with you, I think, remember, for a little bit, Tyler. Well, whatever. probably co-op mode anyway. I but, think we played Fable Two more often than we. Maybe played. I can't remember, but anyways though. Um, but they, they uh, what was it on the seventh, which was four days, which was three days ago. I just realized that it ticked over to midnight. But anyway, um, but three days ago they marked on March seventh. They just uh, was released that Microsoft ceases development on Fable Legends and Project Knoxville. Now, Project Knoxville, a lot of people might not recognize. Um, that was from Play for Studio, Press Play Studios. Um, that was also another one, but they're talking about it at the same time here. Um, Microsoft has canceled Fable Legends and Project Knoxville, and they're both in negotiations to possibly shut down both studios. No, it's not in negotiations. They shut them down. No, they're not. They haven't been shut down. The fate of the, they still haven't decided yet. Oh. From everything I read, it was like they're shutting them down. They're closing the studios. Yeah, from what that I'm reading, the, it was like I that was um, the initial reports that were going on. But it it's proposed. Like, it's only proposed. From what I oh, read. so they've updated it and now it's more proposed that they're yeah. Like them. I'm reading right at the top here it says we. This is what the last statement from Microsoft was on this particular article. Um, we aren't sharing additional details today beyond what we have ceased development on Fable Legends and are in discussions with employees at Lionhead about our proposed closure of the studio as well. Hmm. I wonder if that means that they're just going to like merge them into other. Um, That's Microsoft what it seems stuff. like because they're talking about pot, like moving people to different studios and stuff like yeah. that. Now, um, for people who don't know, do not know, Fable Legends is a for is a multiplayer based system that well that I was looking a lot actually a lot forward to. Um, Robert, I remember. Didn't you? Did one of us of our friends actually play that at? PAX, I think it was, or was it something else? Uh, I think I think you're thinking of uh, when John went and played For Honor. Maybe. Uh, 
Yeah, because I, I don't recall us having uh, having mentioned this one before. Because I I know at least nobody that I'm aware of got to play that. I, I don't even yeah. remember that being a playable. Demo. It's actually in the middle of a beta right now, actually, which is kind of interesting. Which is, this is actually brings in another article is that even though the proclosure like the it's been recently canceled, like it's completely free to play co-op role playing game. And here's the thing, though, they haven't shut down the beta. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be remain playable till April 13th. So over an extra month, which that doesn't make very much sense to me. Like there, it's going to be over an extra month of playtime, but they, but what they, what it's saying here is that if the, like the in-game, it's a in-game gold purchases for money and stuff like that. Um, they've can't, they've sh- disabled gold purchases for the in-game bank completely. And, and anybody who's, bought gold from the game, it gets a free refund. So, I don't know. It's just one of those things that it seems kind of weird that they're just leaving the beta open for you to play. But I guess it's just, I don't know. Who knows what, what, maybe who knows, Fable Legends may come back at some point. Who It may not. But who really, I don't know. I don't know. I was looking forward to this game. I thought it was going to be interesting. It was the first uh, fable game that didn't have Peter Molyneux involved in it. Exactly. Which is part of the reason I was excited for it. Same here. <laughs> so, who knows what's going to happen to that. Like, um, Yeah, because it's just closing some games. They also, Microsoft had some trouble when they did its um, Quantum um, was it Quantum Break? Yeah. yeah. Why am I spacing on my name right now? Yeah, that's Quantum um, Break, yeah. Yeah, where they had the whole thing, and they like they talked about it going to like multiple platforms, and you getting access to both platforms of it on Windows 10 and on Xbox if you buy one. Um, but then that got a lot of uproar because I guess people don't like getting free games or something. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like Microsoft is definitely trying to go down the road of also um, cross cross platform. Yeah, uh, consolidating everything across everything so that it all works together and like and that's what we want which is weird because steam does that and steam was like when steam first came out it was seen as a bad thing because it was drm that's what it was originally and then it became what it is now and people love scheme and they uh hail to lord gaben and all that he proposed upon us um but wasn't seen that when it first came out and like microsoft is kind of kind of doing that too where they're trying to make everything talk with each other and be all one thing um which i i like that idea Mm -hmm. i like that everything could be talk and be compatible with each other um but people are complaining about it because they always do because they don't like change and uh there's going to be some growing pain stuff like this where the games that are just not taking off or they're going to change departments or something like that because who knows what's going on. This is basically this is just news to say, hey, this stuff is happening. We don't really know what we're that means. We're not giving though. reasons. We're not giving details. Just yeah. And this is also coming from the the. This was announced from um, Microsoft, the PR manager, and uh, from uh, Microsoft Europe, by the way. So from their head offices in in Europe. So uh, they're not, and he's not giving out anything else. And apparently, this has been well thought through. After much consideration, we decided to cease development on Fable Legends. Um, and the reasoning from it is saying was, um, um, where is it? It's saying 
here we go. For those very few details were given. Nemec did mention the changes from Microsoft are Microsoft Studios continues to focus on its its investment and development on games and franchises that fans will most uh, are find most exciting and want to play. Which mm. seems kind of weird because a lot of people were looking forward to this game. I don't know. It doesn't sound like it. Uh, but at the same, I personally was. Maybe not as many people were, and they're looking into numbers and the beta. So I don't know what those numbers are. So maybe I might be wrong. So uh, yeah, because like just because you're excited for it um, doesn't one mean person that doesn't mean that it's going to keep the the game. We've going. had this conversation before, where like yeah. Firefly was a good example, where people got mad that it was canceled and then it became a cult thing, and um, but it just. It didn't have the numbers. Yeah. And if it doesn't have the numbers, then they're not going to do it. Yeah, Even though people say, hey, I want to watch this. You give it out there for people to watch. They don't watch it. Then it's just exactly. like, well, I did what you wanted, but you didn't return the favor of watching the thing that you said yeah. you wanted to watch. So yeah. it's like, why Why even listen to people? Yeah, just- and this is definitely not the first game that I've been like so pissed off about it being canceled. Like the other one for me was that start was the rated R Star Wars game that was supposed for Bounty Hunter oh, that was 13. supposed to come out. Of, uh, yeah, uh, four hundred thirteen or something like that. No, 13, 13, 13. 13. Yeah, yeah, level thirteen, thirteen. Uh, Star Wars thirteen, thirteen. But yeah, I was looking called at thirteen, thirteen. Called. Yeah, thirteen, thirteen. Um, and I thought that was looking really awesome. And I was like, oh, this is cool. But that, of course, has been dead and gone ever since um, LucasArts was sold. Yeah, Microsoft. like stuff. Uh, business changes hands. These some of these things just. They just go away. They don't work out. But also, like, Disney tends to distance itself from anything rated anything other than PG-13. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that was part of it, though. Because you just... Yeah. Um, well, from, like, Fable Legends, I heard there's also a lot of development hell, too. And so, just because it's something you're looking forward to, if it's not working, then it's not working, and they get rid of it. Even though there might be a big hype for it. Because I heard, yeah, there's, like, a lot of development problems for Fable Legends... So that definitely ties into why they got rid of it. Um, so, who knows? Like, because you're you're not you're not in the background. You just see, oh, they came out with some video or some gameplay for some game. It looks really good. I'm excited for it. And then it hits development hell. Things happen, and then it just never really comes out. And then that's that because the cards just weren't in the favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well. It- I don't know. I, I'm looking into this a little bit, and there's been a couple of people. It sounds like uh, they have already started letting go of people at Lionhead Studio, which isn't surprising. Uh, probably lower-level staffers and things like that, since it seems pretty definitive that the studio is going to get closed down, but they're probably going to be shifting people around. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of talk. It sounds like with a lot of the uh, Euromags uh, talking about this, and it sounds like the initial feedback coming in from the open be- or from the beta they're running has not been good. Unfortunately, a lot of technical issues, and it does sound like it's gone into development hell. I just wonder. Microsoft put a lot of money into this thing, and if it's in as bad a shape as what it sounds like, because I've heard a, or I've read a couple of things now comparing it to like the first release of Final Fantasy fourteen. Mm-hmm. If it's going to require them to basically rebuild the entire game, I can understand why Microsoft would want to just go and pull the plug on this just because they are trying to go and integrate things. And they're having a really hard time right now. There was uh, something that came out about uh, two weeks ago. I can find the article, I think, pretty easily. I read on IGN where the uh, guy that's been put in charge of integrating between games for Windows to the new Xbox One platforms um, 
he was going and saying that they're having a very hard time working with developers to try to go and develop software that can truly work across these platforms with the way that they've set everything up and that games that just are not progressing forward as fast as they need to were likely to go and get scrapped and it looks like this might just be the first example of that mm, makes sense if any of that yeah if any yeah. of that makes sense, that does make sense yes. there. I'm, I'm trying to find the article and i'm not having any luck here but yeah i don't know i i get it i'm sad to see this one go because i was actually pretty excited for this one um but um, it is kind of interesting just looking at uh, and this doesn't really mean anything in the video game world but um just doing a little bit of google searching around here uh looked at an article talking about twitter hype for this game and on how there just really wasn't a lot of interest there wasn't any hashtag fable legends uh that was going on outside of uh, looks like the last time that there was actually anything on there was like E3 of last year. There was a real buzz and hype on this. Yeah, they uh, had as a far video as, of it, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just looks like there wasn't anything coming out. People, I think it was just settling into the back of people's minds. This information about the studio shutting down and this game stopping has actually generated more buzz than the video they showed off at E3 last year on Twitter. Yeah. That's, um, that's a little weird. So eh. it, it may just not have had the buzz behind it that, or the hype behind it that a lot of the video game magazines and websites thought. I mean, the consumer is a little different. Yeah. Um, I also think, because um, it was, okay, we didn't talk about the style of the game. The style of the game was like a, wasn't this like a 4v1 style game? Or was that another Fable game that I'm completely thinking about? Where it was, when they first came out with it, it was supposed to be like, um, no, maybe that's Fable Heroes. Yeah, that's I. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm not, uh, I'm not picking up on where, uh, where that's coming from there. So, so it was, it was supposed to be where there was four Fable Heroes, and they're going through a maze, and then there was another person who was playing the bad guy, and then they were putting up traps and sending monsters to fight them. Hmm. Does does this not ring a bell for any Fable games? This was like a Fable themed game, and they were like trying to come out with it, and then I just haven't seen anything from it since. Well, I uh, think that that's what it was initially pitched as, because yeah, this is uh, their t- their marketing title for it is all for one or one takes all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, so it totally was probably this game. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it had some redesigns from that because I I remember hearing about that, but I'm. I don't know. I'm looking at the uh, the E3 2015 trailer, watching through it, and there's definitely some vibe about that. But it doesn't look like that was the only way the game was designed to be played. I'll, I'll admit my interest in this was somewhat limited. It's just when I heard that Peter Molyneux wasn't involved in this one. It's like, oh, hey, maybe we'll finally get the uh, Fable game that they promised in the first place. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, but it doesn't really matter now. No, it doesn't. Yeah. So, yeah, because I, I believe that's what this game style was supposed to be like. So, yeah, the game is based around four heroes and a villain. Each role may be filled by a player via online multiplayer or by an AI. Yeah. So, yes, this was that game that was. So okay. You guys, you don't even know how the game was supposed to be played, except for I do. For it. Uh, <laughs> well, then why did you say something, Cole? I was letting you guys talk. Sure. <laughs> you weren't like, I'm just like, is this this game? And you weren't 
Sorry, I also had got up for for a minute because I had to go grab something. The villain player controls the nature of the quest and the heroes characters embark on. Yeah, because so, the the villain would um, spawn monsters to fight and put in traps and such. Yeah, like it would um, go up and it would. Yeah, you can put in traps. You can choose where the monsters spawn from. You can choose how many there are. Like you get a pool and then then you pick from there. Yeah, and it's it's like more of an RTS for the villain character, um, yeah. but like. We had a game that came out that was like that, that had a lot to hype. And then when it actually did come out, it just sort of fizzled away. You, you know you know which one? I you think know, I do. The one I'm talking about? It's about like four hunters and a monster. I can't remember. See, there you go. Can't even remember the name of it. So that one had a lot of hype. Mm-hmm. You, still, you still don't remember the name? You guys, no. Evolve? Evolve? Oh, right. Evolved. Ah. Yeah, I remember now. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I played the demo for that like two years ago. My roommate um, ended up getting that once it first came out. And yeah, I was just like, no. See, that one That one had way more hype than Fable Legends. Yeah. Same yeah. concept of four verse one. Um, and then it came out and then that was it. It was out. And then no one, people played it. Uh, people did like some let's plays and it was out for a little bit, but then it just sort of fizzled off into nothing because it's only good when you have like a full crew of like five people playing it or else it's you play against AIs or you play with AIs or you play with randos and it's just never that fun because it's you have to kind of play those games with other people. And so that's what happened to that game. And I feel like that would have happened with Fable Legends even worse, though, because Fable Legends, they showed a video of it, and it was kind of cool, but then you never really saw anything more of it, so there wasn't even that much hype for it. And so when it would have come out, it would just would have been kind of a bust, because you got to have hype, and you got to have people playing it. Yeah. So uh, well, that's, just, that's why I'm not surprised that it got canceled. Yeah, no, especially considering... Everything that they were going for with this, with that cross-platform integration, I'm sure that playing as the heroes, you'd have a really interesting gameplay experience there. But just trying to think about the RTS aspects of it, that's always been really hard to do with a you know like Xbox-style controller. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know, uh, I don't know how you'd be able to go and do that properly on there. So there could just be a lot of balancing issues that just wasn't working out and i don't think they probably wanted to walk back on that oh well we're really dedicated to releasing multi-platform on this stuff for you know our first party produced uh, pieces so i guess second party in this case Hmm. so yeah that's why i'm not surprised that it kind of got canceled and such like that they're closing some studios because the other the other game that they talk about project knoxville um was Sort of just like a more smaller indie, not indie tile. Um, what's another word for a smaller game, like a like a single A title, not a triple A title, single A title? Is yeah, that, that's, that that's one. That's one way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. single A, um, small developer. Yeah, like it's still backed by like uh, Microsoft, but it was it wasn't really like a big name title it was just sort of its own thing that's that's why it's still it was it had its own name called project it wasn't a uh, i don't even think that would have been that would probably still be a working name a uh, working title so um yeah but i don't know microsoft is making some big changes they're trying to do stuff yeah um 
because they've got their Windows 10 out, and then they've got the idea to make Windows 10 for everything and just consolidate everything under one roof. And so mm-hmm. everything will be interchangeable. And that's what they talked about with uh, trying to make games and all this other stuff really easy to go over to Windows 10 from Xbox and all that other stuff and apps to work in on everything. So that seems to be Microsoft's big game plan for all their stuff is to consolidate it and make it all compatible. So anything that's Xbox and PC, which are two very big gaming platforms. Mm-hmm. So if they get that to work, then they, they're basically getting a monopoly chunk because they're getting all the PC gamers and all the Xbox players. And then all they have to kind of compete against is Sony. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know, Apple players don't really. There's not really Apple video game players. You got your console guys who are like Sony and Xbox, and then you got your PC players, and you got Nintendo, and that's kind of about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll definitely be if they can get it to work right. It's going to be interesting. Although I did have, <laughs> I am looking at this right now because I, I remembered something while you were talking about that uh, at E3 four or five years ago. Uh, the president of uh, Valve went came out during the Sony press conference and went and announced a uh, partnership between Steam and Sony platforms that's never turned into anything. And I'm just looking through this. That partnership's still in play, so hmm. I don't know. They're, you may end up seeing a Steam emulator or something like that on the PS4 at some, at some point in the near future, which could shake up everything. Definitely. I don't but, know. I don't because, think it will happen, though. Because yeah. they are doing their whole Steambox thing and their Steam OS and all that stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if that would I work. Don't know if that would work. Like, unless it was like they just put Steam OS on a PS4. Yeah. Mm. Which but in any case, though. That would, make work. that would make sense because theoretically you wouldn't have to need to get Steambox because you already have a PS4 which would be strong enough to play those games, basically. And so you could either stream them through your Steam AOS or, like, on a Steam box. Well, so and I, you, think that's, I think that's probably the way they do it, though, would be on a streaming-based system there. Because they're really going and pushing with their Steam box designs. Their, uh, what is it called, the Steam Link, which is basically yeah. an HDMI dongle. Yeah, so they sort of stopped doing Steam boxes, and then they've got the Steam Link out a lot more, which is, yeah, is a is a streaming from your computer onto your TV yeah, and using the controller and such. So, yeah. And that'd be really easy to go and develop, you know, uh, internal software to go and run that through something like the PS4, which does have that high link capability on there. So I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting yeah. to see the next couple of years in video games, especially on the, you know, console side of things, I think more so than the PC, it's going to be very interesting because there's definitely more of a move to go and integrate things across board and making things available multi-platform. Well, yeah, because you're basically seeing Steam's trying to get into the living room where the console gamers are reigning yeah. king, and then Microsoft's trying to get into the computer room where Steam's like the one. So they're trying to diversify, I guess. Yeah, uh, PlayStation is just. <laughs> they're just they learned from their PS4 PS3 mistakes. Yeah. And so now they're ahead of the curb of like PS4 winning everything. But now you'll see uh Sony and Micro or Microsoft and 
Steam doing whatever they're doing to try to get across that stuff. And I feel like whatever comes out next for Sony is probably going to kind of bomb because they learned their lessons from the PS3 and they did that to make the PS4 super good. But now that's happened, they're going to start doing the catch-up thing again and they're going to start, like the VR headsets are a big thing and like everyone's coming out with one. Um, so they're basically going to do that whole thing where you're going to see everything repeat again where everyone was doing the motion control and then it's just going to go and repeat itself. And so I think in the next few years, Sony's going to probably drop again to being not the top seller and it's either going to be Microsoft or Steam or something that's going to be up there doing whatever they're doing. Um, and then there's Nintendo. They're yeah. just they're just having fun. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> and that pretty much is the case. But yeah, I mean, th- these things do fluctuate there because the PS2, that's yeah. Yeah. such a huge selling console and had all the best exclusives and even though it ended up having the least amount of processing power of that generation, because even the Dreamcast had more process, uh, processing power than it, uh, the GameCube had more processing power, the Xbox was a titan, although nobody wanted to develop for it because it was hell to go and program for. Who would have thought that they would go from that to having hell with the PS3, which some of those things they did did ultimately end up paying off in the long run, but... yeah. And they really hurt their market share because of some of those innovations they put in place. Have they done the Microsoft model where it's just more processing power, same design? You know, it was basically what they did with the 360. Sony, it's like, well, we're really going to go and try this multi-core GPU concept. We've got more processing power both on um, the actual uh, processor as well as on our actual graphics card components so we can do more with this the blu-ray design ended up being a really big benefit to them with larger disc availability which yeah. gave them in the later generations better exclusives they also what Microsoft the sales yeah, exactly there was a lot of good things that happened there so it still ultimately was a success but boy that first uh, of its seven-year cycle the first three years looked pretty disastrous and yeah, yeah Microsoft ended up ruling that generation just because they got out sooner they yep. were much less expensive, and they kept yep. driving the price down. Yep. And to your point, Sony's definitely learned this time around, and they still ended up making uh, arguably the better console <clears throat> with the way it's designed because it is just tight focus, and it's not a overly taxed uh, operating system. Although the Xbox One's definitely improved from its first-generation release. Yeah, they, uh, they, the software. X- Xbox went a weird area, and they tried to make it more of a entertainment section than a game yeah. console, and then they had a whole change of stuff. So they made their mistakes this year, and so that means yeah. if they come out with whatever next, they're going to try and they're going to learn from their mistakes and exactly the upper hand. So. Yeah, no, everything just kind of moves in flux and in balance, except for Nintendo, who still manages to go and pay for all of their new consoles handily because yeah. Well, yeah, they, they got that they got that mobile gaming market. But that's just it. I mean, the original Game Boy, the <laughs> money they made off of that financed every game console that they produced all the way up to the GameCube. <laughs> and then they just keep re-releasing the same games but in HD. Yep, exactly. Yeah, no, they they know they know their market and they're doing just fine. I mean, yeah. There was a so, little bit of a rocky time there, but they're making money now, and it's like, hey, you know, we're we're still here. Definitely, <laughs> you want, we're still here. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think that we've pretty much just got, got through this all completely. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I think we did. Definitely. All right. all right, and that 
brings us to the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, everyone, for sticking around this long. Uh, <laughs> considering that we've had a couple, uh, er- what would best way to put it is like uh, compete um, errors. As it were, yeah, um, yes, and plus, yeah, we've had a couple of things, but in any case, though, thank it's, you for uh, it's a little weird when we uh, when we don't have a fourth chair, we uh, we yeah. definitely get a little interesting. <laughs> well, at least we can say that even if we don't have uh, don't have uh, a fourth chair, we still get off fucking track. Yep, exactly, exactly, yep, definitely. Uh, thank you once again for joining us on We Are Doomed, a soccer run just podcast. If you would like, we have an I- we are on iTunes, which you might be following us from here. Um, we are on iTunes, so if you can leave us a five star review, and uh, we would greatly appreciate it. We can get us a little bit higher on the iTunes racks, and we might even get some more notice. So we'll see where we come from there. Um, also, we are on Sound. Uh, what was it? We are on SoundCloud. We are on SoundCloud and YouTube as well. Indeed, we are. Um, for SoundClouds, um, I don't know what are we under on that. We are under Soccer Rangers on SoundCloud. Soccer and- Rangers on SoundCloud, and we are also under Soccer Rangers on YouTube. And um, if you are on YouTube, we'll have the links attached in the in the um, in the doo. And um, on, on SoundCloud, I'm not sure exactly what you can do on SoundCloud, so we'll see if we can get things for both of those on, on, for those on there. Um, yeah. But yes, um, definitely thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed yourselves, and take care, and we hope to see you next time when we once again roll up to our microphones and try and figure out what the hell we're talking about. Uh, take care, everyone. Good night. Cue it, zombie band. Bye.